Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 10, 10 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1. Let's go! It's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show. Mix 94.1. Good morning and welcome to the pre-show. It is Monday, September 20th. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you all for checking in as usual. Love getting your check-ins on Twitter at Mercedes in the AM. Melodies is checking in. So is Maria. We have Martin, Mike. We have Susan. We have Gregory checking in there. Also checking in on uh, our text line, 702-364-9400. We have Brian Sandell, Turtle Boopal, San, uh, Sarah, Rick, Diana, um, Husker Bob, Raul, Rudy, Jan, Zach, Jim, Angela, Deborah, Buckeye Bob, Jessica, Scott, J, Melissa, and Francis, Jeremiah, Nelsie, all listening this morning. Back from the weekend. How you doing this morning? Great, great. It was a fun weekend. Um, did Life is Beautiful on Friday night with my wife, and that was just a blast being there and seeing friends. And that was my first concert since prior to the pandemic, so I had a really good time on Friday night. Saturday, I hung out with some friends, checked out a car show with a, with a couple buddies, and it was just a nice weekend. Uh, busy with the Friday, but the rest of the weekend was very relaxed, and it was a nice, easygoing weekend for me. How you doing? I'm doing well this morning. I woke up this morning kind of in a daze, um, be just with the weekend. It was uh-huh. a busy weekend, too, and it's so funny because when I go to sleep, uh, when I, my pajamas at night, it's basically a tank top. And like those oversized pajama pants, like I think they're really men's pajama pants. And so I wear those. That's my those are my pajamas. And I woke up this morning and the the pajama pants have pockets in them. And I had my hands in my pockets. That's how I woke up this morning. My hands were in my pockets. I don't know what I was dreaming last <laughs> night, but both hands were in my pockets. And I'm like, what is going on? So like, I went to turn off my alarm. I'm like, why do? Why are my hands in my pockets? What is going on? There's a wrestler. His name is Orange Cassidy. And that's kind of his gimmick where he's very, very chill, very laid back. And most of his match... He has his hands in his pockets. It's so weird. Just like just, running, that's weird. Like, try running with your hands in your pockets. Try like, like taking someone down with your hands in your pockets. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm, I'm envisioning you like waking up like Orange Cassidy if you follow wrestling. You know what I'm talking about. Kind of just waking up like, all right, here we go. Here, here let's, let's start, start the, the day. day. I got my what's, hands in my pockets. What's going on, guys? Uh, yeah. And I always wondered about that. Why do pajama pants have pockets in them? Not that I mind it. I mean, I guess... It's nice to have them if your hands get cold, but as far as putting things in my pockets when I, you know, go to sleep, 
I don't really need them, but I just thought it was very interesting. Tissues. That's what popped to my mind. There you go. If I had pockets, I'd probably have tissues in there. Oh, and I needed them this weekend. Dang. I would just being outside so much. I too went to life is beautiful mm-hmm. and it just the the dust in the air and I believe there's a fire too. So I my nose was running like crazy all weekend long. It was <laughs> I felt like my mom or well actually my grandma who used to always have a Kleenex in her hand. I was like, I gotta keep Kleenex in my hand. My nose keeps running all weekend long. I do that here at the radio station. I remember Jocelyn always making fun of me because I always have a tissue in my hand, just you know, a little sniffle or something. And then instead of throwing it out, I put it in my pocket and then sometimes it sticks out of my pocket. So I got like this white, like I'll be walking around the radio station with a pair of dark pants on with a white tissue hanging in my back pocket. Hanky, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The sniffles? Here you go. Yeah. That's that's pretty disgusting. My grandpa used to carry around like a, a handkerchief type thing. And I would always be so grateful if I needed it. He'd offer it to me. But then part of me is like, no, I just saw you use that 10 minutes ago. And now I'm supposed to use it. That's disgusting. And you know, grandpa is not washing that thing. Oh, gosh. It's been in his pocket for probably a week. And uh, yeah, very kind gesture. But when did grandpa ever wash that hanky? Because my grandfather was the same thing. It was a blue one. It was a blue handkerchief. I remember like it was yesterday. It was so funny. Yeah, it's a it, it's not the most sanitary or hygienic practice, but I guess if you need to take care of that runny nose, at least you have that. Maybe we need to bring the hanky back <laughs> or, you know, because the tissue thing doesn't work. I leave that tissue in my pocket and it goes through the wash. And then then all I that's all I have to deal with. You know, all the little bits and pieces of paper in there. Yeah. Tissues or, or paper towel or something like that. But going back to life is beautiful. How'd you feel walking in there on Friday? Did you, did you have a great time? At the, at the festival over the weekend? We had an amazing time. We went Friday, uh, but we didn't get home till like 1.30 in the morning. It was a late night. Then yet um, Saturday, my husband and I went. Friday, we the whole family went. Saturday, my husband and I just went and uh, just some amazing performances, met up with some friends. We just, yeah, we had a really good time. My voice is kind of shot just from screaming and singing so much. But yeah, it was a really good weekend. We were going to go tomorrow, and I was just like, I don't have it in me for day three. I'm sorry. I cannot do it. I'm so tired. So we hung out at the house. My husband was going to still take my daughter, but uh, even my daughter was like, I got too much homework. I can't do it. And so we were kind of bummed to miss Billie Eilish, but there's just no way. There's no possible way I could have handled that. That's how my wife was last night. She was all set to go down with some girlfriends and everything. And she, she wanted to see Billie Eilish and a couple other people too last night. And her plan was to leave the house at 830. And my wife is, uh, she's got a conference she's attending that's in town. It started on Saturday. She, she went to Life is Beautiful Friday. She had this conference all day Saturday that she's speaking at. She spoke at this conference on Sunday, speaking again today. And uh, she got back from the conference. She's all gung-ho, gung-ho. And we're sitting on the couch watching Ted Lasso last night, probably about 6.30, 7 o'clock. And she looks at me. She's like, I don't feel like going. I'm like, you don't want to go. Dude. Don't, don't force yourself to go. And she debated for a half hour. And then she pulled the plug at 8. And then after she pulled the plug, she was so happy. It was so funny. Yeah. Like, it, I'm not going. It yeah. Was just a, yeah. That's a lot. And it, it was, uh, there were so many good acts yesterday, too. Mm. But it just not just the music, the food and the art and the comedy. And there's so many good things going on. So if you were out there. You, uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a great time. If not, it, there was a bunch of stuff happening in town, and we'll get to all of that coming up. But let's start the show. It is time for the pre show. You pick them, you guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear What's the Frequency, Kenneth by REM? What's the frequency, Kenneth? to hear my name is by Eminem. Or 
Alert. You want to hear Where We Running by Lenny Kravitz. Tweet us at Mercedes in the AM. Vote on our Facebook page, Mercedes in the Morning, or call or text us, 702-364-9400. We're going to count your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. Olivia Rodrigo performed over the weekend at Area 15 and her set turned into fight night for a couple of fans who just couldn't keep their hands to themselves. For whatever reason, two female fans, they got into an argument. Things were quick to turn physical after one fan put her hands on the other and then fists started to fly. The interesting part of the clip, if you see it, fans surrounding the brawl continue to sing along as Olivia performed her hit song, Driver's License, on stage. People are filming it. They're like, ah. don't don't mess with my concert. Just go fight over there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're there to see Olivia. Now, Steph, you were there. Did you see this fight go down? I didn't see the fight. I saw it on Twitter later, and it was so funny. We were on the opposite ends, but yeah, everyone's singing, and then I think the captain said, how are you going to fight an Olivia Rodrigo concert, <laughs> man? Of all places. Yeah. So good, though. She was amazing. Was it a good show? Yeah, she did great. I think I, I think I cried a little bit, but I was like, no, I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> so good. She was amazing. That's a challenge. Get through one of her concerts without crying. Yes. That's an actual challenge out there. Mercedes, can you guess this movie score? It's from the 80s. It's it's a hard one. But tell me if you can identify this movie. No, I have no clue. I wouldn't have guessed it either. Do you remember the movie Lost Boys? It came out in 1987. Lost Boys. Is that the vampire movie? Yes, yes. Yeah, I do remember. I, I, you know what? Yeah, well, I did see that movie. It's been a while, but yeah, I remember it. So Warner Brothers just announced that they're going to do a modern version of, they're redoing that movie. It came out in 1987. If you haven't seen it, it's about a pair of brothers who move with their mom to California, to a California beach town, and discover that it's being terrorized by a gang of vampires. The only known cast members so far are Noah Jupe, from A Quiet Place and then Jaden Martell from the new It movies. There isn't any information about which characters they'll be playing, but if they're kind of sticking close to the original, maybe they'll be two of the the, the the three young vampire hunters that were played by Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, and Jameson Newlander. And I want to say that Kiefer Sutherland was one of the vampires. Yeah, I think he was like the lead vampire. Yes, yeah. the main guy. And I do, the, I, I'm the same way. I'm pretty sure I saw the movie. But I remember, though, that uh, Echo and the Bunnymen covered the doors People Are Strange for the movie. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. So the question is, if they do a remake, would they include this classic song from the movie and who would do the cover of it? I think the, the big hit from that was, remember that, Thou Shalt Not Fall, that song? It no, was go it, on. it was huge. I don't even remember who sang it, but that was the, the standout song that I remember from that movie. It was like, it was like a really haunting um, soundtrack. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Lost Boys soundtrack. I don't know if... 
that's even something that I can find on iTunes. <laughs> I think it's out there. I think it's out. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, with Echo and the Bunny Man covered the doors. People are strange, and then the song that Mercedes is talking about. Again, I, I can I barely remember Thou the movie. Shall not fall. Off. We have the best. You know, there's listeners. Someone's in your car. We see you right now in your car, screaming the song title at the radio. Text it to us seven zero two three six four ninety four hundred. See, I don't even know like who sang the song. So, is it this one? He, oh, I think this is it. Hold on, let me see here. Uh... That's not it. I, I'll have to find oh, it. I'll find it. I yeah. want to know it now. <laughs> we'll have more dirt coming up here in the 7 o'clock hour, and we'll find that song that Mercedes was, was talking about. Here she is. She was just in town this weekend, Olivia Rodrigo. They were not fighting during Deja Vu. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1485. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is Monday, September 20th. Big ol' harvest moon out there this morning. Did you see it? I did, yeah. I saw it last Huge. night this morning. It's gorgeous. So bright and so close, and, and we should get a pretty good view of it through uh, through Wednesday, they oh, said. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, just beautiful out this morning. I wouldn't say cold, but cooler than mornings past. So I finally feel like we're starting to make the transition with, with fall kind of creeping in. It's really nice out there this morning. I always have my AC on normally driving to work in the morning. Today, one of those days, I was driving in and I was like, I was chilly in my car. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel a change coming. Yeah, and this weekend was beautiful too. I mean, aside from a little bit of wind and some of the fires, the smoke, I could smell the smoke when we went on our walk last night from, I guess there's a fire that... uh, is it in California? That's uh, it's making it really bad and prompt. But I could smell it last night when we were walking. It was like, oh, yikes! I know. I did a little bit of wind kicking in last night, but we went to Life Is Beautiful on Friday night, and that weather was just—it was perfect on Friday night. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Beautiful weekend. Whatever you did, I uh, hope you guys had a good one. Uh, Steph, did you put that song in? That we were just talking yeah, about? She did. Okay. Yes, she Okay, so, so we, we were just talking about in the Daily Dirt about the remake of uh, The Lost Boys, the movie from the 80s, and, and they're going to redo it, a modern Lost Boys remake. And I was talking about how I thought, like, the big song from that was some song where it was like children singing, Thou shalt not fall. <laughs> and I couldn't find it. And we got a couple of tweets. We Googled and... We got it. The song, it's called Cry Little Sister by Gerard McMahon. I think you'll recognize if you hear it now. It's very 80s sounding. Was it written for the movie or is it a song that was and it feels like a vampire type song? I don't know. I just this was the standout song I remember from that movie. I don't remember the movie very well, but I remember that song. <laughs> Maybe it was in the trailer too. Vampires Could be. take over a small California beach town. Twilight before Twilight. It really was. It was uh 
Yeah, that was a big one. Thanks for finding that stuff. That that was uh, that was the song I was looking for. It's been a while. I I didn't know, <laughs> but that was it. Yeah, that movie came out in '87, and they just announced that they're going to remake that movie. They've casted a couple kids for the movie so far, so we'll see what happens with that one. Outside of life is beautiful. Was it a nice weekend for you? Yeah, it was really nice. I just uh, I was really tired um, yesterday. We watched tons of football. Uh, just made dinner and relaxed. Like I said earlier, we were going to try and go back out for day three, but. I was just not up for it. I think all of us were kind of worn out. Like Friday, Friday, I had the girls with us and we went and they really wanted to see Megan the Stallion. Excellent parenting decision on my end. But um, <laughs> yeah, we went there and she didn't go on till late. And by the time she was done and we went back home, we got home at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. I still just my body wakes up early. So I was up. I mean, it was sleeping in for me. I was up at like 730. Just like, what am I doing? up? <laughs> I don't have to be anywhere. But we went back for a night, too. And and if you went, oh, my gosh, Green Day was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it was insane. It was so good. We went down and, and I heard so many people talking about Green Day too. They said it was an incredible performance on Saturday night and they didn't, were they wrapping up the tour? Was that their final performance of the tour? I think I so, have no idea. <laughs> um, so I just heard great things about it. We went down Friday night and there's a band my wife really, really likes and wanted to see was uh, Glass Animals was the band. And she saw them before uh, when they were in town at Brooklyn Bowl a couple years ago and a bunch of my buddies went to that concert and that's when they fell in love with this band. So we got down there for that one and then kind of, I got home around midnight. We didn't stay to, for wherever the big headliner was on Friday night. We got home around midnight. I probably got to bed about, I don't know, maybe 12, 15, 12, 30. As we're going to bed, I'm thinking, this is the latest I've been up since pre-pandemic. Like, I didn't stay up late during the pandemic. I haven't really uh, gone out to any concerts or shows or anything or stuff that I went to kind of started early. I'm like, this is the latest I've been up probably in the past two years. And it was the same thing. Woke up early on Saturday morning. I got up, I think, about 4 o'clock on Saturday morning. I just still, I like to get up early on Saturdays. But I was dog tired all day Saturday. Like, why am I so tired? Because I went to bed so late. Yeah, it was a late night. And then uh, it, it was just, it, but it was so worth it. Yeah, Glass Animals and Tame Impala were on Friday night. Um, we didn't really make it to the main stage at all. We were, we hung mostly um at the Bacardi stage, we saw Ashniko and then um, Megan Thee Stallion and someone in between that. And I'm spacing who it was. But yeah, it was just it was such a fun weekend. Live, live music is back. Yeah. And it was so amazing. Speaking of live music, there is a big New Year's Eve concert. We have the announcement at 7 a.m. And we also have your tickets at 7 a.m. This is going to be huge. You want to be here for that one. Also, tickets to Dua Lipa. Have them for you in the 8 o'clock hour when you win Heads Up. And we got an early edition of Heads Up coming up here in about 15 minutes. When you win it, you're going to go see Magic Mike live over at the Sahara Hotel in Casino. And before that is What's Trending, what do you have for us? The search for Gabby ends in tragedy. We're going to talk about that. Also, a recap of last night's Emmys and the item for ketchup lovers that you didn't know you needed. Actually, you still probably don't need it, but we'll tell you what it is. Coming up next in What's Trending. Really Olivia Rodrigo on this Monday morning. It's Mix 94.1 Mercedes in the morning. And those tickets for you to Magic Mike Live, they are yours. Uh, we have them when you win heads up right after What's Trending. Mercedes in the morning's What's Trending Woo! on Mix 94.1. Well, the Emmys are trending this morning. Last night was the 73rd annual Primetime Emmy Awards. This year, Ted Lasso, they led 
with 13 nominations, and they did not disappoint, walking away with seven awards. Jason Sudeikis won for Best Actor in a Comedy. Hannah Waddingham and Brett Goldstein won for Supporting Actor and Actress categories. Um, The show also won Best Comedy. Actually, uh, Hannah was very excited. I was excited for her when she won. This is Here's some audio of her. Oh, my God, I'm giving a speech at the Emmys! We would play, yeah, we would play Roy Kent's, but there's a lot of bad language in that one, so we can't play that. And, and rightfully so, that's part of his character, but I was so excited. I was really hoping they would uh, pull a, an S Creek and, and sweep the comedy category, but they didn't actually. Jean Smart won for Best Actress in a Comedy for her role on Hacks. Hacks won a couple of other awards, which that is a great show, too. I yeah. totally forgot about that until the awards came on. I'm like, oh my gosh, Hacks is so funny, so good. Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it last night. I saw the, I saw all the uh, Ted Lasso stuff, which is maybe very happy. I saw Jason Sudeikis' speech. I saw um, when the, the cast won for Best Comedy. And then Colbert won for something, and I was just dying at Conan O'Brien. I don't know why Conan O'Brien was on stage with Stephen Colbert. I just kind of turned on was giving him, when he was giving his acceptance speech. But Conan O'Brien was in the background just kind of hammering up like he was part of the show when he was winning an Emmy. It was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, he went off on like one of the TV Academy people. It was just making fun of him. He had had one of the funniest moments of the night aside from that one too um on the drama side jillian anderson and tobias menzies both won for supporting roles on the crown and then lead actor and actress went to josh o'connor and olivia coleman for the crown so the crown did very well 11 total awards best drama went to them too so uh you know i it was on in the background anytime they'd say ted lasso i'd kind of start <laughs> watching um I, but I, the crown was great too so i just noticed that i watched a lot of tv in this past year because almost all the shows I either watched or at least of. And so. that, did you see when they ran down you know, the, honoring everybody that passed over the past year? I forgot how many people passed away last year. I actually missed that part. I could hear it and I didn't want to be sad so I didn't go in the room. I was like, I'm not going <laughs> yeah. in there. I'm going to get really sad. I forgot that Screech passed away. Dustin Diamond, he pops up I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right, Dustin Diamond. A bunch of actors from the 70s and 80s on, on sitcoms and stuff passed away. It was just, it's that reminder. I like, to, I like to honor these people as you see them but at the same time, it's a reminder of how many great people we've lost over the yeah, past year. Yeah, definitely. Also trending this morning is Gabby Petito. It's the story that is just in, completely uh, got the attention of the nation. And unfortunately, some not good news to report. A body discovered Sunday in Wyoming is believed to be the 22-year-old. According to authorities, the FBI said that the body was found by law enforcement agents who've been searching the vicinity of Spread Creek Dispersed Camping Area in the Bridger Teton National Forest for two days. Meanwhile, authorities are trying to find her boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, as he's been named a person of interest and is still missing. Uh, the cause of her death is not yet known. Yeah, so many different layers to this story. you got to find this guy who's, you know, some people believe he's not missing. He's hiding. Uh, and so where is he? You, um, you, you figured you have some answers to what happened to this poor girl. It's such a sad story. Yeah, well, and I don't want to jump to conclusions, but duh. I mean, yeah, I, person of interest, I would say yeah. yes, definitely. It's just crazy what... People can find people to do on TikTok. I over the weekend before this, a bunch of people were posting. There's like detectives on TikTok. It's insane. There's these people that they were in the same area and they were going through some of the video that they had from their dash cam. And they they literally they literally drove right by their van. And in the background, you could see what some people are saying is 
a man digging a hole with a shovel. Then you could see Gabby's hat, which there's tons of pictures of her in it, um, in the front of the car sitting on the dashboard. And these people are like, yeah, we, we submitted this to the FBI. And I don't know if that's the exact area where they found the body, but... It's like all this information that you find from people on TikTok. It's crazy. There's cameras everywhere, too. Yeah. I mean, cameras everywhere. So, you know, they'll get this guy, and I'm sure more videos and stuff will be popping up. Just how quickly they had the uh, the police cam footage to, to show everybody that there was an incident with them. The police were called, and it's they get this stuff out there so quickly. Yeah. Any information we get this morning, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. Also trending this morning is candy. It's only September, but people are already setting their sights on Halloween. The National Confectioners Association has revealed the top Halloween treats for the season. Season. And overall, chocolate is the top choice with 60% picking chocolate treats and 40% preferring non-chocolate treats. After chocolate, America's favorite Halloween treat is gummy candy, followed by candy corn. Many p- parents and kids skipped Halloween last year due to the pandemic, but it looks like they plan to make up for it this year with 82% of people and 93% of young parents saying they will be celebrating. Did you already buy your Halloween candy? Uh, no, not yet. We we wait a little closer. You? Uh, I do it like a couple days out. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we go a couple weeks out just to make sure we have enough. But yeah, we haven't done we haven't even gotten to the decorating stage yet. It'll be a little bit before we jump in that. Um, and then finally, this morning, Heinz is trending. The company is selling a ketchup packet roller that gets every last drop of ketchup out of the packet. Now, the item we didn't even know we needed. It's small enough to put on a keychain. It's shaped like a ketchup bottle with a slot on the side that you feed the packet through. So the roller inside squeezes all the ketchup out and spits the empty packet out on the other side. It's not automatic. You still have to crank it to pull the ketchup packet through, but it does look like it gets... I'd say 99% of the ketchup out of there. It's also got a tool that cuts the corner of the packet open. There's a loop on one end so you can attach it to your keys if you're really a big ketchup eater. Um, And you can use it with other sauce packets too, not just ketchup. They're selling them for $5.70 plus $2 shipping. You can get it at HeinzPacketRoller.com while supplies last. Or you can just squeeze the packet, the ketchup out yourself, you know, <laughs> it's up to you. And that's what's trending. Let's start your week off with a really fun prize. So we want Caller 20 right now at 702-364-9400. You're Caller 20. You get to play heads up and check out what you're going to win. We have a pair of tickets for you to go check out Magic Mike Live at its new home, the Sahara Hotel and Casino. All you got to do is be Caller 20 right now. Pick your category. Pick your partner, get six in 60 seconds, and you win these tickets. It's a fun show. You're going to love it. Caller 20, you're playing 702-364-9400. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Myra, you're Caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. Pick a category. Do you want to go with our matey, deep dish, First day of fall, holy guacamole or easy bake? First day of fall. First day of fall. Okay, Wednesday is the official first day of fall. So these are all things that are related to the fall season. Who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? You, Mercedes. Okay. All right, here we go, Myra. You got 60 seconds on the clock. You get six correct, and you're going to go see Magic Mike live. Ladies, you start now. We carve these orange things 
pumpkin. Yes. This is what you, uh, um, on Wizard of Oz, there was the lion, there was the tin man, Which, and then there was the what? Scarecrow. Yep. This is, um, these fall from the trees. Um, dirt, yep. This is, um, you go bobbing for these. You might put, uh, Apples. yep. This is, uh, the hell, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, They're fine. Th- this is the holiday that is on the 31st. Halloween. Yes. This is what you would see in the sky. Uh, cumulus, uh, they're they're big fluffy Which? they're fluffy clouds. Yes, yeah. clouds. <laughs> nice, nice job, Myra. Congratulations. Yes, you're all set, Myra. You got tickets to Magic Mike Live at its new home, the Sahara Hotel and Casino. So congratulations on that win. More tickets to Magic Mike Live. We got them for you all week long at six twenty-five. And up next this morning, seven a.m. A huge New Year's Eve concert announcement. We'll give you the details on the concert, and we also have your tickets to this New Year's Eve concert. It's all happening at 7 a.m. It's Mix 94.1. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning, 636. Still kind of just reeling over Friday morning and the Mount Charleston Lodge fire, a total loss. Uh, The fire was reported just before five o'clock in the morning on Friday, and that if you saw the after pictures of it, it's just devastating. I think so many people went up there for a nice little escape, maybe have some lunch at the lodge. It's just beautiful, beautiful area. The owner does say that they totally intend to rebuild, but obviously that's going to take some time. Just really sad to see that over the weekend. And we were in the middle of the Four Corners Fruit Drive Radiothon on Friday morning. And by the way, what a huge success. When it was all said and done, 210,000 meals you guys put together for Three Square. And I remember looking down at the text line during the middle of the food drive and seeing someone, just a text, the Mount Charleston Lodge is burnt down before anything was on the news. And that's when I start, started like jumping online, trying to find stuff. And just, I was at Channel 8 Friday afternoon and just talking about it with some coworkers. I was talking about it with three coworkers. And one of these coworkers was born and raised in Las Vegas. I would say there may be 25. Another coworker has been in town for about 15 years. And another coworker in town for about two, three years. And I made a comment. We're talking about the fire. And I said, you know what? I guarantee everyone here has some kind of photo of themselves up by the lodge. I know if I open my iPhone, I have a bunch of photos at the Mount Charleston Lodge. And all three of them said, no. I'm like, you don't? I'm like, no. I'm like, you've never been? They're like, I've never been up there. To me, that's one of those places that all Las Vegans should experience or hopefully did experience or when they rebuild it, go up there and experience. It's just one of those things, just driving up to the lodge, the beautiful weather up there, the, the scenery's gorgeous, the, the food, is, it's great food up there as well. To me, that's something that all Las Vegans need to experience at some point was the, the Mount Charleston Lodge. Uh, yeah, not going to happen for a while now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that is definitely one of those, you know, what to do when you visit Las Vegas or what to do when you live in Las Vegas. I, yeah, I would agree. That would be one of the top places I would always suggest to people coming to town like, hey, what do you what's there to do that's not on the strip or whatever? And that would be literally the first thing out of my mouth is, oh, you should go up to Mount Charleston go have lunch at the lodge. It's a lot of fun up there. What else should we put on? The, we made a list of all things that Las Vegans must do or try. We have put Mount Charleston on there. Visit Mount Charleston at some point. Uh, the main lodge is still up there. The big one, the lower one is still up there. You also have skiing up there um, as well. What, what else should be on this list of all Las Vegans must try? There's something I've never tried. But there's always a huge line. Has anybody been to Tacos El Gordo? I think there's two locations in town, but there's one on Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and Convention Center Drive. 
every time I drive by there going to Channel 8, there is a huge line around that place, around the building for that place. That place is, yeah, very much uh, like a, a hot spot. And But I don't know, is it like mostly tourists that are in that line? Is that like a touristy thing to do? I've heard great things about it, but um, I've never been there. Uh, I, I know they have more than one location, but that particular one, I feel like it's a real like big touristy location. What makes it so special? Uh, I've heard great things about it, too. What, what makes it so special that if you visit Las Vegas, you have to go. You've got to wait in that long line. There's, drive by it any time of day. There's always a long line to get in that place. Yeah, there's there's that one. There's one, I believe, on Low C, and then I think there's one on like East Charleston, too. Uh, if Maybe those aren't as long in those locations, but no, I've never I've never been there. I, I've seen it. I've heard, you know, from many people saying, hey, best tacos in town. You got to go to Tacos El Gordo, but uh, I've never been there. What What's the must-do thing in Las Vegas? The, the thing you have to do. 702-364-9400. Steph, you're, you're just... I mean, I don't want... You didn't just move here, but you're newer to, to town. Is there something that you've experienced in the time you've been here that you have to, you have to visit? I love the Coronado Cafe at South Point. Going there for steak and eggs, like from at midnight, right when it opens, the line is so long, but oh, it is so good. And if you have to try the Tacos El Gordo, JC, it's originally from San Diego. Oh, it is? Yeah, and they moved here. So knowing that I was going to be in Vegas and they still had a piece of home, oh, it was so awesome. You have to try the Atabata, but I don't know if you're a red meat guy. That's the thing. I've, I've, I've slowly becoming more of a red meat guy than I was a couple years in the past. Okay, so I think you should try it. comes with pineapple in it. you got to ask for extra pineapple, and I think they have the green sauce in it. And the Autobata fries at Tacos El Gordo, mmm, so good. <laughs> that ca- the cafe at, at the South Point, there's always a huge line, but it always moves so fast. You get in that line, you blink, next thing you know, you're down at your table getting your food. It's the fastest moving line ever. I I haven't been there. I have been there. I haven't had the steak and eggs. I have uh, had like a breakfast there before. We've gone there before for that, but I've never had the steak and eggs. And isn't it like really cheap too? Oh, I'm probably so affordable over there. It's great. What, what would you put on this list? Um, well, I guess it's something I did this weekend off of someone else's suggestion is go to Evil Pie. My husband and I were going down to Life is Beautiful on Saturday, and uh, we were walking to the to the uh, festival, and we were. I turned and I look. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Evil Pie. Everyone says they have like the best pizza. And he's like, should we go before we go in? And I was like. Yeah, I've always wanted to try this place. So we went in. We each got a slice of pizza. The pizza was so good. It, I loved their crust. I, it, oh, my gosh. We loved it. I said, I would drive down here to pick up a pizza, even though it's in downtown uh-huh. and we live in Summerlin, because this pizza was so good. I can see what the hype is on that one. It was so I would highly recommend 10 out of 10, 100%. Always a great crowd down there too. Oh. They had a hot crowd there on Friday night. And then let's see. Kirk wants to make a comment at 702-364-9400. Hey Kirk. Hey, good morning. Morning. What do you think? So, the Tacos El Gordo that you guys were talking about on Cheyenne and Losey just off the I-15 in Cheyenne is probably the best one to go to as far as lines. Not as um, long. I yeah, I, I've seen the parking lot pretty busy, but it seems to rotate pretty pretty quick. I used to work out by there, and I would see rotation pretty quick. That's some good advice. Yeah. Now everyone's going to be like, hey, Kirk said go to this one. There's no line. And then all of a sudden line. But yes, that, I mean, obviously all these people cannot be wrong. Hey, Tony, good morning. What do you think everyone that lives in Las Vegas needs to go do this at least once? 
Uh, the frozen custard at the Lovett stand off Las Vegas Boulevard in downtown. In the I, shadows of the stratosphere. The That's shadows, the yeah. I, I've i never actually been to the physical location, oh. but I've had it before. Like, someone brought it to me. It's delicious. And it's always different flavors. And if you in the summer, you better go early or else they sell out of all the flavors. Yeah, it's good. So, um, it's, is Las Vegas Boulevard and Oki area down there? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah Las Vegas time. Boulevard and Oki. It's a classic. This love, is good stuff. Love, love it. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, uh, it's good when you have to worry about them running out of something. Yeah. It's, it's some places like the downtown, some donut shops and stuff, too. How long are you open until, until we run out? Same as some barbecue joints. We're open until we run out of meat. Exactly. We have the hot three up next. So what do you have for us? All right. Parents, do you think your kids are smarter than you were at their age? We're going to talk about that. Also, the filthiest spot in your bathroom. And I think the answer is going to really surprise you. I did not think about this part. And a guy finds a golden ticket to win a candy factory, just like on Willy Wonka, but he says he doesn't want it. We'll tell you all about it coming up next in the Hot 3. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning, and we are less than 10 minutes from a huge concert announcement, a New Year's Eve concert. We'll give you the details of the concert, plus we've got your tickets. Here we go. 
It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch Nutty 4.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less speed. Two in three parents think that their kids are smarter than they were growing up. Researchers surveyed parents with kids between ages 5 and 14, and what they found was that they think 65% think learning was boring when they were kids for many reasons, including not having the option to learn from home and advances in technology. And 58% of parents think it was difficult for them to stay engaged while learning as a child because of how they were taught in school. I don't have kids, but I can tell you kids today are smarter than I was. Man, they're so smart. Yeah, I think my kids are definitely smarter than I am. And and they, they continue to do things that I'm like, Oh, that's smart. That's a really good idea. And they're like, yeah, duh. that's a thing. <laughs> I wonder what their kids are going to be like. I know, right? Oh yeah. My gosh. It's just uh, sometimes I'm I, I'm like, how did you even think of that? And it, it's like they got receipts for everything. They're like, oh, yeah, I was thinking this and this and this. And here's a screenshot of this. And here's a link to this. And it's like, oh, OK. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, also, this morning, a new study has revealed the filthiest part of your bathroom. And it's not the toilet. It's not the sink. It's not that pile of clothes that your kid can't be bothered to toss in a laundry basket. It is the towel rack. The problem is twofold. One, researchers say that towel racks are rarely cleaned when people scrub their bathroom. But they should be because damp towels are an ideal breeding ground for harmful microorganisms and bacteria. And two, towel racks and bathroom radiators attract dust. Grime, mold, mildew, which isn't just unclean. It can lead to irritated skin, even illnesses. Scientists say you should clean your towel racks three times a month. As part of the study, the researchers swabbed every spot in multiple bathrooms and 60% of towel rails were in the really dirty category. For comparison, just 10% of toilets were found to be really dirty and 20% actually tested clean. The second dirtiest spot are sink plug holes. 50% were classified as really dirty. I've been in my house for 11 years. Not once have I ever cleaned a towel rack. Never. I think I may have given it a once over wipe down before, but never something that I really focused on ever. Now I will be focusing on it. Just do it what they say three times a month we should be cleaning them? Yeah. Or Holy I mean just cow. just round it up to once a week. You know, that's that's pretty disgusting. I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a I take a Clorox wipe to it tonight and see what comes up. Yeah, you might not even see anything. Yeah, it's just it's all these these bacteria that are on there. <laughs> all right. Finally, this morning, last September, one of the creators of Jelly Belly, David Klein, announced he was retiring and he'd be giving away a candy factory, Willy Wonka style, not the Jelly Belly factory though, another one that he owned in Florida. It was an elaborate treasure hunt. Fifty golden tickets were hidden, each in a different state, before the grand prize riddle was announced four months ago. Well, the win. Was 39-year-old Andrew Moss from California, from Colorado. He found the winning golden ticket buried under a bridge in Kokomo, Indiana. He's now the proud owner of a 4,000 square foot plant that makes sandy candy and other treats. There's just one problem. Andrew's not in a position to move his family to Florida to run the business. He was just in it for the thrill of the hunt. So Klein is still giving him the factory, but then is going to buy it back from him. 
and presumably give it to someone else without a year-long scavenger hunt. Over the past year, 35,000 people were solving riddles and searching for golden tickets in all 50 states. Each initial ticket came with a $5,000 prize. It's unclear how much Andrew will get when Klein buys back the factory from him. But it wasn't an easy riddle to solve at all. They're saying it was definitely difficult, but he got it. And he's like, oh, I won. Okay, cool. I don't really want it, though. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm going to pass on this one. We good. We good. We got a big, big concert announcement. New Year's Eve concert. We have this announcement coming up in just about three minutes. After the announcement, we've got your tickets to this big show. We'll do it right after Dua Lipa. Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. It is 7 o'clock. Good Monday morning coming off of the weekend. I learned a phrase. Oh. What? Oh, yeah, we got this. Okay, yeah, yeah. We got this. I learned a phrase, and it is... We have a surprise announcement. Yes. <laughs> That's the phrase I learned. Um, this is very cool. We've been teasing you with this all weekend long. And we have a major concert announcement to make right now. We're talking about a concert for New Year's Eve here in Las Vegas. Uh, I feel like this is a tradition, don't you? Yes. It's a great tradition, too. And we are announcing this big one. New Year's Eve at the Cosmopolitan this year. Two nights. Of Maroon 5. They are coming to the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan. What a way to ring in 2022. Thursday, December 30th and Friday, December 31st. Tickets, they go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. But... We have a pair of tickets to give away right now. Yes, caller 20. You'll be the very first person to get tickets to go see Maroon 5, New Year's Eve, 702-364-9400. As Mercedes said, tickets go on sale this Friday morning at 10 a.m., but don't worry about that. We have we have yours right now. Caller 20, 702-364-9400. They always put on an amazing show. That's why they come back here every single New Year's Eve. I love that that's kind of become a, a staple of New Year's here in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Is it Maroon 5, you can always get guarantee will be in concert they weren't last year because of everything that was going on so it's nice to see things kind of getting back to normal now and oh man they always put on a great show so many hits that's one of those bands where it's like hit after hit after hit there's just no there's no break it's all good stuff yeah there's no you know that's, that's the downside no no uh, bathroom break because they're like <laughs> we're gonna play some more new stuff like all right we're out of here maroon five they have all hits even their new stuff is hits yeah so uh, caller 20 right now you're gonna get a pair of tickets to check them out uh again at the chelsea at the cosmopolitan thursday december 30th and friday december 31st um i think i just really quick want to just like grab our winner i think we just got angela Yes. Your caller 20. Ah. Congratulations. You're going to see Maroon 5. Oh, my gosh. My daughter is going to freak out. It's <laughs> such a cool thing. It's going to be an amazing show. The tickets go on sale Friday. Angela, Woo! you got yours. And the bigger thing, too, you don't have to worry about making New Year's Eve plans because they're already made for you. Yeah, that's a, that's a bonus, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like just make it a weekend. Just hang <laughs> out. Uh, congratulations, Angela. We'll have more tickets to give away uh, very soon. Okay, so... I learned a phrase actually this past week, and I've, I had more and more people say the phrase to me, 
And I was completely lost when I initially heard it. I, it's one of those phrases where if you're not in a certain industry, you're not going to understand that phrase. I don't think you will. At least most people won't unless someone in that industry teaches it to you. So I'm not going to tell you the industry, but I'm going to tell you the phrase that I learned and see if you can guess the industry or if anyone knows the phrase, tell me what industry you're in. Because um, I, I learned the phrase money piece. Do you know, take a guess, like when I say, um, oh, uh, check out, check out her money piece. Oh, check out her money piece. It's it's something I was thinking as soon as you said money piece, I'm thinking artwork or something like, oh, that's a money piece. Or maybe you work at a a record store and someone's bringing an album to sell back to you or something. I don't know. That's like the, a high end, um, item in your store. Um, it's on a person though. Like, like for instance, I was at uh, life is beautiful this weekend and I saw Megan Thee Stallion perform and she had a money piece and i even said that to my husband i said hey because i'm all excited that i know this this phrase now i go hey check out megan the stallion has a money piece and uh and i actually have a money piece that's how i learned it that's how i learned it money piece is a a fancy purse every lady has that one purse (laughs) that you know you save for special occasions you you bust it out and it's like oh look mercedes brother money piece you know it's a fancy event does anyone know what that is or are you in the industry that uses that term 702-364-9400 also what is the phrase in your industry that most people would not would not know what you are talking about if you use that if you use that that word or that phrase around them they'd be like huh what does that mean? I always say when we say like, oh, did you hit the post on that? Or oh, we got a stop set coming up. Like people don't, if you're not in radio, you probably don't know what that means. But hitting the post is talking all the way up until the, the vocals kick in on a song. Uh, stop set is when we play the commercial. That's a stop set. So that like those are some of our phrases. That's what the stop set got me last week during our Four Corners food drive. We had so many people, volunteers in the, in the building. And I step out for something and someone would be talking to me in the hallway. One of the uh, three square volunteers. I'm like, oh, no, I got to run in. The stop set's about to end. They're like, huh? Like the commercials the, are yeah, about to end. Exactly. Oh, okay. But we call it a stop set. We're getting some guesses on the money piece here. Someone says it's a gun. No, it's not a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said Megan Thee Stallion had one? Yeah. You guys are both carrying uh, weapons? Someone asked, is it a watch? It is not a watch. Uh, I, we may have someone in the industry that the phrase is used on the phone. We're waiting here. Uh, Steph is talking to them. But what is the phrase from your industry that people just don't get? 702 364 Hundred, uh, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. Have you ever been in the weeds? In the weeds. Um, in the weeds. Yeah. Let's let's try to guess what that means. In the weeds. That means that you are lost somewhere. No. No. You yeah. You work at a restaurant and you're just over. You're working a restaurant. You're back in the kitchen and you're just overwhelmed. Like I'm I'm in the weeds right now. You got like, it. Is that oh, it? Oh wow. <laughs> you're, that's a, that's a great phrase. I've never heard that. I'm going to write that down in the weeds. Thank you, Danielle. No one has guessed money piece uh, right now. Uh, this one says her butt, not a money maker anymore. It's a money piece. No, it's not her butt. It's not a butt. Did you say it's for ladies only? No, it could be for guys, but I only see it for ladies. But I'm sure that there may be guys out there with a money piece. Um, like some kind of fancy bra. No, it's not a bra. Um some uh, people are starting to get it now. Okay, it's coming in on the text line. A money piece is two front highlights in your in front of your face. I just got my hair highlighted last week, uh-huh. and I got these two really bold highlights in front. And 
as um as they're washing my hair, her assistant, the, the girl that does my hair, her assistant goes, um, what color do you want me to tone the money piece? And I'm laying there. I'm like, what the heck is that? And she's like, oh, give it a five, whatever. She gave her the number. And I go, what's a money piece? And she goes, oh, it's the highlights I put in front of your face. <laughs> That's called the money piece. And then when we went to see Megan Thee Stallion, she's, she's got those really two bold highlights right in front. She's got her money piece. So now, whenever I see it on people, I'm like, ah, money piece, ah, money piece. <laughs> you learn something every day. I had no idea. So there you go. Yeah, now I see all the the color goddesses coming out. It's the perfectly colored front piece of hair. It's uh, it's the hair, the highlight around the ha- face. It's a color technique in the front. So yeah, that's the money piece that I just learned. Educational we are this morning. Yes. We got the dirt coming up here in just about 10 minutes. And Sheeran, Bad Habits. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. If you missed it, we had a big concert announcement at 7 a.m. Maroon 5, New Year's Eve at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan. They'll be there Thursday, December 30th, and Friday, December 31st. Those tickets, they go on sale Friday morning. So Drake's album, Certified Lover Boy, is spending a second week at number one. Kanye's Donda is number two. Last week, Drake sold 236,000 albums, and Kanye sold 79,000 albums last week. So one for Drake, two for Kanye. And then this album right here, talking about Metallica. Your self-titled Black Album is back in the top ten, and that's thanks to its 30th anniversary reissue. It jumped from number 158, so it was still in the top 200. It was sitting at 158. It jumped to number nine. The last time it was in the top ten was on August 22nd, 1992. I felt bad for my husband. Um, someone made fun of him on Saturday at Life is Beautiful. He was wearing a Metallica shirt. Uh-huh. We're walking through the crowds. This, this kid goes, dude, that guy's wearing a Metallica shirt. And him and his buddy started laughing. Uh-huh. I felt so bad for Matt. Matt, he didn't care. Yeah. He goes, yep. <laughs> Kept walking. <laughs> but I was like, aww. <laughs> making fun of him. But Matt's like a legitimate Metallica. You see some kids wearing a Metallica shirt. Hey, what's your favorite Metallica song? Huh? Who? The shirt you're wearing, dude. I, I think they just thought it was funny that this guy's wearing it at a festival. And I don't I was like, oh. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you're right. He's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Stupid kids. <laughs> Turns it inside out. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I go, you know, you could turn it inside out. I was like, I don't care. I'm wearing it. I was like, okay. We go to the Stand and buy something I'm different. like, now I'm embarrassing. No, no, I'm just kidding. I was not. <laughs> You're like, well, who are you? Get away from me. <laughs> Taylor Swift released the re-recorded version of her track, Wildest Dreams. It is part of the new children's movie, Spirit Untamed. So here is the, um, the new version of Wildest Dreams right here. Obviously sounds just like the first one, but Swift released her first re-recorded album, Fearless, Taylor's version, earlier this year. Her next re-recorded album, Red, Taylor's version, will arrive in November. And then despite the release of The New Wildest Dreams, there are not currently details on 1989 Taylor's version of when that's going to come out. So, like, there's this huge trend going on right now uh, on TikTok where you, you're, the, you're the star of your own movie. 
and, and so she posed. We were all using. I didn't do the trend, but everyone was using the old version for the trend. Okay. So that's why she came on and said, "Here's my version. Start using this one instead." Oh, switcheroo! Smart. So, so she didn't want the other version to get all the credit. She <laughs> wanted her version. So she put that out, and now everyone's like redoing the trend for with Taylor's version. So it's kind of cute. Check this out. Bruno Mars played the role of wedding singer over the weekend. Troy Brown and Kristen Ryan, they exchanged vows in Cape Cod. Well, those names are not familiar. Troy's dad, kind of another story. His dad is Greg Brown. He's the CEO of Motorola Solutions, Inc., and he booked Bruno for the gig. And sources say that he spared no expense. Rumor has it that the tab for the nuptials is in the millions, and Bruno got paid somewhere in the high six to seven figures to sing songs at the guy's, at uh, the daughter's wedding. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that, uh, yeah, didn't he do a wedding here in town, too? Bruno Mars? Yeah. Uh, I, I swear, I, I had friends that went to the wedding. It was it, it was like one of the casino executives' daughters or something. Oh, was it the uh, or was, casino owners? Um, did the Fertitas? The Fertitas, yeah. yeah. Was that a wedding or sixteenth? I remember one of the didn't one of the kids turn sixteen and didn't they have Maroon Five play? Yeah, but uh, there was uh, one of my friends was at the wedding, and then there's Bruno Mars doing Uptown <laughs> Funk, and I was just like on her Instagram stories. I'm like, what? 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 Whose wedding is this? Oh my god! I would think it was a cover band at first. I'm like, dude, that guy looks just like no. Bruno Mars. It's so cool. You got a cover band? Oh no, that is. Bruno it was pretty amazing. Co- oh, my gosh. A couple of cool TV things happening tonight. The 30th season premiere of Dancing with the Stars, 8 o'clock on ABC. Some of the highlights of the cast includes Spice Girl Melanie C., Brian Austin Green, Lori Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Jade, is going to be on there. If you like wrestling, The Miz is going to be on the show. Amanda Klutz from The Talk. And then JoJo Siwa is also one of the contestants on Dancing with the Stars. And then The Voice, the new season. Are we just going to ignore Cody? From Peloton? Oh, he's right. I can't name gonna, all the stars. I, mean, I, I, I don't time name all He is the star. He's the star. No, he, I'm just kidding. Is he the one you're pulling for? Oh, man. I'm watch- I, I Normally, I don't really watch the show. I will be watching because Cody's on there 100%. I think they got a great lineup of, of cast members, actually. Yeah, they do. They really I do. just, I, I, I kind of lost interest in the show a few years back. It's a great lineup. Great lineup. But now I'm for sure watching. Steph, will you be watching The Voice tonight? Of course. I told James, I thought it was last Monday for some reason. He goes, no, silly. It's next Monday. I'm like, oh, I was too excited for it. I thought it was last Monday. Because so you're I'm a giant down. Blake Shelton fan, right? Who? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm there for Ari, Ariana Grande. They're saying she's going to bring in a whole new audience. She's one of the uh, one of the coaches on The Voice. And they're saying just her presence tonight is going to bring in a whole new audience for The Voice. So a couple of shows to watch tonight. And then so next hour, we've been giving away tickets all morning long. And the winning continues. Next hour, when you win heads up, we have your tickets to go see Dua Lipa. Why Mercedes in the morning, 734 Monday morning, busy weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, We've been talking about it a lot this morning. Uh, Huge Life is Beautiful music festival. You were there on Friday. I was there Friday and Saturday. And it was just nice to see people out and about and having fun and so much good music. 
uh, at the festival. We were we were there on Friday, and uh, it sounds like you and I were at different stages. You were at the main stage mostly on Friday night? Yeah, there was uh, Glass Animals is the one that my wife wanted to see. So we got there, and a couple of friends were already actually over there as well. So that was the, that was the big one for us on Friday night. And we kind of hung out before they went on, catching up with some people, and then um, we left when they were over. So that was like the main spot. where We walked around a little bit, but as far as viewing concerts, that was our spot. We were, we were there for a little while, and then we walked over to the Bacardi stage and um, we we went there because there were Megan the Stallion was the artist that we were there to see but there were some other artists before her that my daughters who were with us that they really wanted to see in addition to Megan the Stallion so uh, my youngest she or my actually my oldest Sophie she started calling it the TikTok stage she goes a lot of these people are really famous because of their songs on TikTok. So like the first one they wanted to see was was Ash Nico and this is uh, this is Ash Nico here. So when they play when she played Slumber Party, oh my gosh, the place was just it was actually insane the whole time. She has a couple of TikTok songs. So they were all excited to see Ash Nico. Well, then after Ash Nico was Willow. Willow Smith, Will Smith's daughter. Mm-hmm. She was insane so good and here's her tiktok song so that was part two of the tiktok stage she called it and then of course megan the stallion i'm a savage all three played the Bacardi stage like in a row? Right. Boom, boom, uh-huh. boom. It was amazing. It was so amazing. And it's funny because as we were walking there, I ran into a friend of yours who cuts your hair, Larry. And we, so I was chit-chatting with him on our way there. And he goes, where are you guys going? And I said, oh, we're going to the Bacardi stage. The girls really want to see Megan Thee Stallion. And he, go, he goes, excellent role model. <laughs> You are an excellent role model. No, I think he meant her, but Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought my mom was taking up to like Megan Thee Stallion. And it's like he was being sarcastic. Yeah. He was an excellent role model. And I was like, hey, what, what can you do? You know, and I was like, all right, see ya. So we're there and, and she's performing it. God, she was just amazing. I love her. But let's be honest, there's a lot of foul language. And well, there was a lot of foul language from Ajnico. And, uh, and so... For a moment, I'm sitting there questioning my parenting choice. <laughs> like, was it a mistake to bring them to this? There's a lot of bad language. And then I'm like, you know what? They're having fun. It's not like they haven't heard this language before. They know the songs already. I don't care. But I kept thinking people are going to judge me. Oh, well, what can you do? People are going to judge you no matter what. But have you ever made a parenting decision that you're like, I know people are going to judge me, but oh, well. It's for my kids, and they were happy. 702-364-9400. Maybe it was a poor parenting choice, but they had a blast, so I'm going to stand by it. What about the, um, how was the weed over there? Because when Glass Animals went on, I wasn't drinking on Friday night, and I'm, I'm sitting in the crowd, and they come on, and everyone's just, yeah, and all of a sudden, holy high, oh my gosh, there was weed coming from the grass, coming from the sky, it was coming from all over the place, I'm like, man, you guys, everyone's having some fun out here, which is great. You know, I expected at a festival, but it's funny, because I, I don't want to say I got into a fight with someone over it, but I had words with someone over, over smoking it. some weed? Yeah, because I, 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 I expected at a festival, I just do. So we set up our spot for Megan the Stallion 
early. We set it up. We're like against the barrier. <laughs> I just imagine you putting a blanket down. To start <laughs> no, we, no, but no, but we said we were up against the barrier, and that way we feel like um, the way my husband stands, he can protect the girls. God forbid anything happens, so he's he stands there. So. Um, we're all established. We get to know the people around us. We're all happy. And then these two girls come in there that weren't even there, which is fine. It's it's a free for all. But they stand there and then they light up a joint. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, oh, God. OK, well, we can smell it anyway, whatever. But the girl blows the smoke into my daughter's face every single time. She's just like directly. And my daughter's like kind of trying to get it out of yeah. her face. And. And she did it the first time my daughter did that. I looked at her. I'm like, it was an accident. Okay, it's fine. Second time, again, she does that. I'm like, okay, this is this is it. If it happens one more time, I'm saying something. Third time, I go, okay, enough. And she looks at me. I go, she is 13 years old. Knock it off. And she looks at me. She's like, I'm sorry. I go. I'm sorry for yelling at you. I just I'm very protective. <laughs> I'm also high because you're blowing your you're blowing your marijuana my way. If you're, you gotta blow it up. <laughs> but then I apologized for her for yelling at her, and then she ended up moving. I was like, oh man, you I, I, was, it I was that mom. I was that mom. Like going, you know, probably not the best parenting choice. But again, they, they had fun. They had a blast. So that's all, all that matters. Yeah, and I I really wanted to see Glass Animals too. Um, but it, just so many good acts were at the exact same time as other ones. You so. have to make a decision sometimes of like, you want to see yeah. this band because you, A, if you were left that stage, you would have given up your great spot and then you just see another band and go back. At some, some point, you got to make a decision. But whew, I was floating out of that place on Friday yeah, nights. Yeah, it was. My hair <laughs> smelled so lovely. <laughs> like, I almost like, okay, we got to wash. <laughs> we have the, uh, the Hot 3 is coming up next. What do you got for uh, us? Okay, we're going to talk about, oh, your morning routine. How many of you actually can Consider yourself a morning person. <laughs> Not a lot of you. <laughs> we'll also talk about laughing at jokes. Do you ever just kind of laugh even though you don't get jokes? And why do we do that? And there, there's a bus driver shortage all across the nation. What a Boston teacher had to do to get her kids out on a field trip. Wait until you hear this. It's coming up next in the Hot 3. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kilroy, Justin Bieber, stay on Mix 94.1. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less speed. A new survey of Americans finds that one in seven say they're not morning people. That's I actually expected more than that. 35% of people say they still feel tired. Another 31% feel groggy. And those who are not early birds say they would rather sleep in than make breakfast. Do you like? Do you make breakfast, or you just grab it on the go? Uh, weekdays, I just do a protein bar. But on the weekend, I, I make breakfast, and I look forward to it. So I think that makes me a morning person. On fr- uh, Saturday morning, 
I think I get up at 4.30, same th- 4.15 on Sunday. I like to get up and, and, and take my time making coffee and eggs and toast. I do a whole thing on the weekends. Those who eat breakfast regularly are likely to say they are morning people. And 55% of regular breakfast eaters get ahead of the game by preparing their ingredients the previous night. And nearly two-thirds of a working Americans sometimes say that they get so busy that they end up skipping meals. Uh, 72% of people who have breakfast regularly believe it has a positive impact on their mood for the rest of the day. You're one of the people that, that I know that, that gets so busy that you just, you forget to eat. I mean, many times throughout the day, you'll, you'll say something, I forgot to eat. You just get so caught up in stuff, you just don't have time to grab something, or you truly legitimately like... You just forget to put food in your body. Just it's just like the time goes by and uh-huh. I don't realize. I think it's been one hour and it's been four hours. You know, my my mind has a hard time grasping that. But as far as breakfast goes, I don't eat breakfast, and it's not because I don't. I I mean, it's not even a time thing. It's just I don't eat it. Um, because if I do eat breakfast, I get really tired and I want to go back to sleep. So I feel like I, I run better on empty. And then I eat a nice lunch. Like I and I eat lunch early. So it's probably breakfast to a lot of people. I eat lunch at like ten thirty or eleven, eleven thirty. Um, but yeah, I'm just not a big breakfast eater. It even just like, makes me sleepy. But even on the weekends too, I know weekdays are a little bit different with work schedule and everything, getting up so early on the weekends. You don't do like a mm-hmm. eggs or anything. It's just nothing. Yeah. Cup of coffee. I make I make breakfast for the kids. Like I'll make pancakes or something. But I and I'm also not a big breakfast food fan. Like I do like cereal, but I like eating cereal at night. And then you know I like eggs once in a while. If we go out to breakfast, sometimes then I'll always get eggs. But yeah, that's I just breakfast is not my jam. The I don't know. First thing I do when I when I come down in the morning after getting the dog situated, make a cup of coffee, and I just take a piece of bread. Don't even toast it. Take a piece of bread and I, I put butter all over it. I just eat a regular piece of bread with butter on it with my first cup of coffee. I mean, that sounds it, that sounds delicious, but it's just the first thing in the morning for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, also this morning, in a recent survey, 67% of people admitted that they have fake laughed at jokes that they don't understand just to fit in. And 56% have even retold a joke that they don't understand, which seems very unnecessary. Another 56% of people say they have looked up the meaning of a joke that they didn't get. Um, And the study also identified specific jokes that tended to confuse people. And these two tripped up almost half of the people in the study. Okay, so are you ready? Yeah, jokes. These are the two jokes that tripped up a lot of people and they, they said they were confused by them. Okay, how do you drown a hipster? How do you drown a hipster? In the mainstream. Mainstream. <laughs> Are you laughing because you're laughing? No, or do you very think funny, it's funny, actually. Okay. They're too cool for the mainstream. Uh, I don't believe in that stuff. Okay, there's the other one. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. That's cute. Uh-huh. Uh, they didn't get a chuckle, but that, that hipster one got me. That's funny. That, you thought that one yeah, was Yeah, it's real funny. All right, there's a link to some of the other ones. Let me see here. Bring Steph in here. If there's any of these that are Did really... those give you a, a pop on any one of those two jokes? The, f- the first one was funny. The second funny. one, the banana fly. Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. Okay. Um, Some hipsters try so hard that they're actually mainstream. A jar of omega-3 vitamins fell on my head when I opened the cupboard, you guys. I sustained super fish oil injuries. <laughs> Superficial. It's cute. Know. It's cute. I like that one. That hey, don't. I, I, these are not my no, jokes. No, you're okay? reading them. Yes. I'm, all right. Um. How do you milk sheep? How do you milk sheep? Um, sheepishly, bah, I don't know how. With iPhone accessories. 
Like people who get iPhones are sheep. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that didn't. New didn't iPhone know. 13 must buy now. They tell me to. Um, what are some of the? Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't get a lot of these. Okay, I'm afraid I'm saying a dirty joke because I just don't. I just don't know. Um, I'm very, very pleased with my new fridge magnet. So far, I've got twelve fridges. Kind of like dad jokes a little bit, just kind of lame and cheesy. <laughs> yeah, the, I yeah. just don't like these. Okay, they're bad. All right, finally this morning, uh, there's a nationwide shortage of school bus drivers due to the pandemic. Many drivers were older and underpaid, so when COVID-19 hit, they decided it just wasn't the worth the risk and retired. And this is how bad things are. A teacher in Boston said that his school had to hire a party bus with stripper poles. So that they could transport kids on a field trip. Jim Mayer's teachers hi- teaches high school English, and he said a student even asked him if they were real stripper poles because they hadn't seen one before. Well, that's good. Um, how did this happen? Jim said the school didn't have a driver, so they made arrangements with a charter bus. But that fell through midweek, and they'd promised the kids a fun day, so they made it work with a party bus. His comments started trending on Twitter, so he used his 15 minutes of fame to encourage people to call their local elected officials and demand massive structural investments from the education system, including paying all bus drivers facilities and operations staff a competitive salary with comprehensive benefits he added whatever you think it is is enough double it which is very cool but the kids are like <laughs> swinging around on it this so is fun, all you guys. the lights and stuff yeah. that's kind of cool <laughs> dua lipa what a show this is going to be she'll be here march 25th t-mobile arena and we've got your tickets coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour, 825, when you win heads up. Tickets to Dua Lipa. X94.1, it's Mercedes in the morning. Happy Monday, 8 o'clock, and a little smoky out there. There is an air quality advisory going on until like 9 o'clock. It's kind of smoky out there, a little dusty, but the good news is the temperature's are uh, are dropping a little bit, not so hot. Looking for a high of eighty eight today, so that's kind of that's kind of nice. Yeah, I'm ready for the fall. Yeah, I'm ready for the change. This feels good. I'm loving it. On on Friday, I'm I'm driving home and talking to my wife, and she's telling me that that her eyes like they're kind of itchy, they hurt, uh, they're watering a little bit. And I'm like, uh, did you do something? She's like, I've been nonstop in front of my computer screen all morning, but on my phone, I like, I just need a break from the screen. And then I got home like an hour or so later, and she's like, like. She's sitting down. She's like, my eyes they just won't stop watering. I'm like, we well, need to take a break from, from your computer screen. I'm like, how bad are they? And I see her. And Mercedes, I'm not kidding you. It looks like she was like bawling. That, and her eyes are red. It's just like tears are coming down. I'm like, whoa. And she's like, yeah, I just, I've been on my phone and stuff all day. I just, I just need to step away from things. And I'm thinking, I'm talking to her. I'm like, Did you, is that from being in front of your screen? I mean, we've all spent way too much time in front of our computer screens. And has anyone, has anyone had their eyes start to water so bad to the point where you can't see? And she's like, this has got to be it. And just all morning long. And then I'm like, all right, let's let's break down your day. Did you, did you eat anything differently? Were you rubbing your eyes or something in the air? And we did some uh, sleuthing, and she put on a new mascara that morning. Oh, so was she allergic to it? Or yeah, just she had irritated some, just some kind of allergic reaction to this mascara that she had on on Friday morning. And she, my wife's not big on, doesn't do a lot of makeup. So I think that was one of the things. But she said it's a new line of mascara. I'm like, boom, there it is. I'm like, you're having an allergic reaction to that mascara that you put on your face. And she went upstairs, she washed her face, and she hasn't had a reaction since. But what's, like, the harshest way you discovered you had some kind of 
allergy to something, whether maybe you're eating some kind of food and next thing you know, your stomach's upset or you can't breathe. For my wife, she discovered she's allergic to this certain kind of mascara after she put it on and her eyes were just gushing with tears after the fact. I will never forget the the day that we all went out to lunch when Steph was in town interviewing to to get this job as producer of our show. And we went to to. Cal- what, what's it called? Sammy's, Sammy's uh, yeah. wood-fired pizza right down the street here. We all order salads. We're all starving. Food comes. And poor Steph, the look on your face. I just remember looking at you and you had this look of horror, but like you didn't want to say anything. And then finally you're like, uh, are there sunflower seeds on this? And that was, that was it for you. I felt so bad for you. Oh, I remember that day vividly because that's the first time I officially met you guys in person and I wanted to make this great impression in my interview and I wanted to eat light. That's my, I remember my training, my mental process was like, I want to eat light. Let's get a salad. And I think Mercedes, we got the same salad for some reason. I'm thinking that. I think we did too. Yeah. And I remembered not looking at the ingredients. I was just like, mm, I, I think I read the first three uh, ingredients and then I said, okay, I get the meal and I'm mixing it up. I put my dressing in it and. Take a couple bites and my Ugh. throat's each, my throat's getting a little itchy and I remember looking back at the menu and I saw the, the ingredient I'm allergic to and it's sunflower seeds and it was the last ingredient on the menu oh. and I remember JC you were so sweet the first thing you, uh, you did when I said uh, I think there's sunflower seeds in this and I'm allergic you got up you said. Uh, waiter, waiter, <laughs> we need your help. Well, she needs another plate. So I, I remember that. What's day a procedure? Vividly. What's a procedure? <laughs> yes. Well, my wife with her dairy. I, I just, I've been in that situation many times before. She can't have dairy because of her Crohn's disease. And so many times I'll bring something over and she'll start to bite into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's cheese on it. And then, you know, you ask them to hold the cheese or there's not supposed to be cheese on there. So I've been in that situation way too many times. Uh, what, what was it like the first time you ever had that reaction? How did you know you were allergic to sunflower seeds? How did that allergy come about? She's on the phone right now. She had some flower seeds and she can't talk. Yeah, her her throat closes up from what I remember. Is that what happened, Steph? Yeah, so I, um, the first time I learned about it when I was a kid eating trail mix. And the trail mix was mixed in with other stuff that I wasn't allergic to. So I wasn't sure exactly what happened and how I found out. I just remember them saying, like, you were allergic to something in this. I'm like, oh, great. We got to test everything in this trail mix. Found it. It was sunflower seeds. Yes, throat closes. Itchiness around the throat and uh, watery eyes. Do you ever get like, what is it called when you start feeling other people's pain? When you get um, sympathy pains. Yes. So she's just saying this, and all of a sudden my throat gets scratchy. (laughs) Then I'm like, I'm itchy. I I think that I absorb people's feelings, physical feelings. When people are like, oh. You know, I, I have a headache. Then all of a sudden my head starts to hurt. Or if they're like, oh, I'm really tired. I could be wide awake. And then they're like, I'm like, oh, I'm really tired. <laughs> that whole time. Now I'm all itchy that she was just talking about that. Scratchy throat going on. Let's talk to Morgan. Morgan, how did you find out you had an allergy and what was it too? So I found out that I was allergic to surgical mesh that surgeons use when uh, they fix like an umbilical hernia. Oh, no. And you found that out after you needed it? Yeah. So I got an umbilical hernia surgery last year. Just, you know, typical surgery. No big deal. Two weeks later, I was back in the hospital with a post-op infection, and my body decided it did not like the the mesh that they put in. Oh, oh. man. And that's like something you need if you're going to have surgery. So how, there, there's got to be one that doesn't have whatever this active ingredient is on there don't yeah, you think so they they fixed it they redid it they put a um 
uh, mesh that does not attract bacteria, and my body still didn't like it. So four months later, I was back in the, the hospital with this for another surgery. Oh, oh, you poor thing. How are you doing now? Well, when he went in to fix the fix it the third time, um, he said that the the hernia repaired itself. So my muscles were all fixed and back together and that it looked like everything was fine, but he didn't want to put any more mesh in because what he put in should have been well and good enough. And But since everything's fixed, he said I shouldn't have a problem. What, what surprises me is like there's two kinds of mesh, one that attracts bacteria and the other that doesn't. But they use the one that attracts it first. Yeah, why, why you just give, not yeah. use the other one instead? <laughs> yeah, give me the one that attracts bacteria, Doc. No, why would you put that in there? Do you have hernia pains now that you hear her story? Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where, where's hernia? Is that like belly button, stomach area? Uh, yeah, down there. I don't know where that is. I don't. But thank you for bringing that to my attention now. <laughs> hey, Joe, you are a cook. Good morning. What do you think? Good morning. So I'm a cook out here in Vegas, and I just want to stress you, if you have a food allergy, please say it's a food allergy, because we have service that rings up all the time, like, oh, they don't want tomatoes. Well, are they allergic to tomatoes? Because you never know what's in something else on the menu mm. that might be cross-contaminated and affect that person. That's, That's great, yeah. That is really smart. I, I just don't like tomatoes, but, um, you know, it. I can eat them. Yeah. I just don't care for them but if you're allergic maybe this lettuce was prepared right next to the tomatoes and then that could affect you badly i've noticed joe servers actually saying that to us my wife will say you know i I can't have any dairy or no cheese please and they'll say oh is that a preference or an allergy then you let them know allergy can't have it it's a big difference yeah huge difference kim good morning what do you think I'm allergic to avocados. Oh, oh man that is a that is a tough one how'd you find out about your allergy I found out when I was younger, I was eating guacamole. I just had a huge reaction, rushed to the hospital. And then now I'm older. I told my husband about it. Well, last year we went on a motorcycle ride and I'm meeting his best friend for the first time. We go out to eat and I order. We didn't know that there's guacamole on the tacos that we ordered. So I'm like, hmm. Trying to clear my throat. I'm like, I think I'm allergic to this. Sure enough, I ate almost all of it, and there's guacamole. Oh. We all get on our motorcycles, go to the nearest CVS, get some Benadryl in me. Yeah, it was fun time meeting them for the first time. Yeah, what an impression. <laughs> well, Steph can relate, because that's how it was. Yeah. Our, but we didn't think any less, and I'm sure they didn't think any less. They were probably just very concerned. But poor Steph, she was just like, oh... Sorry, guys. We're like, why are you sorry? You poor thing. It was just so funny because I was like, oh, this is probably why I didn't get the job the first time. <laughs> it's because of the sunflower yeah, seeds. You, you know, this girl's good and all, but she's allergic to sunflower seeds. And <laughs> that whole thing was like, get her out. Yeah, red flag. <laughs> Who wants her? <laughs> Dua Lipa, T-Mobile Arena on March 25th next year. We've got tickets for you all week long. Your first pair is coming up here in just about 15 minutes when you win. Heads up. Duncan Lawrence kicking off 60-plus minutes commercial-free. And real quick, we, we just have to give a, a thank you to everyone that donated to our Four Corners Food Drive Radiothon last week, Thursday and Friday. If you didn't miss the totals, when it was all said and done, 210,000 meals put together for Three Square Food Bank. It was just an amazing two days. And I can't. I still am just in awe at how this valley came mm-hmm. together. Businesses, people, $1, $1,000. So many people donated. And we cannot thank you enough for that. Now, coming up in less than five minutes, Dua Lipa, we've got your tickets when you win. Heads up. I was just looking at some of the celebrity birthdays today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
know why I, I, I look at them every day. I, for some reason, it fascinates me. I just like, oh, today's so-and-so's birthday. And the, there was like not a ton of celebrity birthdays today. Today, George R. R. Martin, the Game of Thrones author, he's 73. Um, Philip Phillips from American Idol. Remember Phil, that guy? Yeah, he, <laughs> let me guess. Philip Phillips is 38. 31. Oh, ooh, sorry. Wow, you added some years on it <laughs> on to him. Uh, oh, do you remember the Nelson twins, Gunner and Matthew Nelson? The the singers. Yes. Yes, yes, of course. Take a guess. How okay. old are they? They are they are 50 55. Oh, you're close. 54. 54. Very, very impressive. Yeah, that's a, so you can send a little, uh, maybe you can send them a, a little gift card to Starbucks and, and post it online. Say like, Gunner, Matthew here. Here, I have a Starbucks on me. <laughs> At Nelson Twins. Here's a Starbucks gift card for you. Actually, I know that there's something that people do on their birthdays that drives you up the wall stuff that you think is incredibly tacky. And, and what do you think? Because I saw someone... I saw someone do this on their car the other day, but what is it for you? I saw my friend Carlos, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Carlos. And he You share a birthday with the Nelson Twins. <laughs> you share, exactly. What a day. And he posts on his Instagram story. He says, it's my birthday weekend, so feel free to give me your money. Here's my Venmo account. He just posted that. Yes. And not only did he post his Venmo account, but his cash app. He put his PayPal. I'm like, dude, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, a Starbucks gift card. That's awesome. But like, hey, give me your money. No. Do you think that's tacky for to post your Venmo uh, for people to buy you? Buy you? See, the, the way I saw it framed up over the weekend was it was on the back of someone's car. And it said, like, you know, Eric is turning 21 and is legal now. Buy him a drink. And then it had their Venmo, um, like, on the back of the um the back windshield and uh and i thought i'm like oh that's cute that's creative they're buying a drink on venmo i think that's a thing because i saw the same thing i think i mentioned a few months ago and it was like big red's birthday heather's birthday da, da, da. And it was like the thing she turns 21 buy her a shot and i i i, I don't have venmo um but i thought that was really clever i'm like oh if i had Venmo, i probably would have sent her five bucks here okay but have a shot on me it's your birthday do you think she wrote that or do you think her friend wrote that i think I her friends, friends yeah. or parents <laughs> or something like that yeah but it's like if it was my car and i'm turning 30 make sure to venmo me here's my venmo like no dude that's weird no yeah, what would have been different mercedes would you have thought of it differently if it said hey my name's tommy i'm 21 today send me money so i can do a shot does it come off differently <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's funny on the car, but I get what you're saying, Steph. Like, it does seem a little tacky. It's like when it's your birthday, do you say, well, some people do do this. Like, what's a tacky thing that people do that you think they should just stop? 702-364-9400. But like when it's your birthday and people are like, my birthday's next week, so get me a present and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, come on. Like. When people have to announce that it's their birthday and this is what I want, uh, you know, that's that's what kind of is a little tacky to me. But people celebrate in different ways. Just, you know, I don't have to get you something if I don't want to. What about celebrities that have Amazon wish lists so you can buy the celebrity presents? Because there are celebrities that have that. They set up a, you're a fan of someone and you wanted to give them a gift or you just want to buy them something. They have Amazon wish list set up and you can go to it and you can buy said celebrity a gift and send it their way. Tacky or what? Uh, like part of me is like tacky because you're a celebrity. Like buy your own stuff. But then, hey, if 
fans want to buy you stuff, let them buy you stuff. Maybe that's the less invasive way to do it if you set it up and then they can feel like you did something nice. Or what about like I uh, I know a lot of I have a friend and she's pretty big on TikTok and she's got like hundreds of thousands of followers and she has like an Amazon wish list. So she's always opening up gifts like someone sent me this from my Amazon wish list. I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's awesome. Like hint, hint, check out my Amazon wish list. (laughs) I think it's cool if you get a present for someone because I got a gift. A listener sent me a gift a couple weeks ago. I was talking about that John Elway how I used to play that Nintendo game all the time. And it was a big moment for me when I finally beat my dad. Randomly in the mail, someone had the actual Nintendo cartridge and sent it to me. I posted. I thought it was a cool gift. I, like, I posted it, but I wasn't like fishing for gifts. I think it's cool to get recognition. I think if you hold it up saying, look what I just got off my Amazon wish list. Wink, wink. Isn't it cool? Directing other people to your wish list. I think that's kind of tacky. But then again, if there's people that want to buy you stuff... Why not make it easier for them? So you're not getting something you don't want? Yeah. Like, oh, what am I going to do with this? And, and that way you don't have to give them, like, your actual address. It's not... When you buy something for someone on their Amazon wish list, it doesn't show you their address. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's very situational to me. It, it really is. Joseph, good morning. What do you think? Uh, yeah, my my call on that is if somebody really wanted to do something for you, they if they truly were your friend or whatever, they would do it for you anyway. You shouldn't have to post your information out there for everybody to know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I But sometimes it's helpful if you want to get someone something, but you don't know what they want. And that way it's like, oh, I'll just look on their wish list. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I can get them that. It's like a bridal registry. You know, you're going to get them a present, but I'd rather get them a present that I know they're really wanting. And if it's on the registry, chances are. They they're gonna that's use it. what they want. Steph, did you send Carlos money? Mm, no, it's still I still got then till the rest of the day. But I don't know if I'm gonna do it. To be honest, I might post on his Facebook Happy Birthday. Yeah, just the standard Facebook Happy Birthday. <laughs> Meanwhile, currently trying to find the Nelson twins uh, Venmo so we can send them a gift. <laughs> At Nelson, San Carlos, um, uh, uh, Nelson. MP3 or something of one of their hit songs. <laughs> I was just gonna Here's do an iTunes gift card. Yes. Download Nelson, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Time to win right who now. Who is even Nelson? I know half of our audience is like, who? <laughs> they had, what was their song? They had a hit song in the 90s. I don't even know. I don't. I just remember they had blonde hair. Yeah, That's the only they, thing I remember. And wasn't their dad someone famous, too? Like They're, oh, they're, is, they're the no... offshoot of someone famous from like the 60s and 70s, I think. Really? Yes. John oh. Nelson? Eddie, yeah. Who Eddie the... Nelson. Who's the Nelson Twins' dad? Or no, maybe they have a famous kid now who's singing. Uh, Joe Nelson? Bobby Nelson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll research the Nelsons and get back to you guys. But right now, we are looking for caller 20 at 702-364-9400. Cool. Pro- you might not know the Nelsons, but you know who this artist oh, is. Oh, you know her. Dua Lipa. You got me in love a pair of tickets <laughs> to see Dua Lipa at the T-Mobile Arena next year. She's going to be here as part of her future nostalgia tour on March 25th. Tickets, they just went on sale last Friday, but you can win a pair right now with Heads Up. All you got to do is be caller 20. You get to pick your category. You get to pick your partner. And if you get six in 60 seconds, you win the tickets. Caller 20 is playing right now. 702 400. Here is the latest from the weekend. It's called Take My Breath, and it's on Mix 94.1. Take my breath.
The weekend. Take my breath on Mix 94.1. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Hey, Brittany, you're caller 20. Ready to play Heads Up? Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, we want to get you these Dua Lipa tickets. Pick a category. Do you want to go with? Excuse the mess. Time is ticking. I'm a fun guy. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Or, honey, you're so sweet. Uh, let's go with too many cooks in the kitchen. Okay, National Cooking Day is coming up on Saturday. So these are all things that are related to cooking. Okay. All right. Who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? Let's go with you, Mercedes. Okay. All right. Here we go, Brittany. 60 seconds on the clock. It's six correct, and you'll go see Dua Lipa, and you start now. When you're going to bake something, you want to do this to the oven. Um, Preheat. Yes. This is when you make pancakes, you use one of these to flip them. A spatula. Yes. This is when you're going to barbecue something, you put meat on the what? Grill. Yes. This is everyone bought one of these during the pandemic to make their Brussels sprouts and their. Yes. This is um, after dinner, you have this sweet treat. Dessert. Yes. This is when you um, want to make your Easter eggs, you have to do this to them. Um, no, you put them well, in. Uh, boil, them. Uh, uh, boil them, she said. Yeah, boiling the, the answer. Boiling? Yeah, yeah, that works. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's wow. going to stop us from getting you those Dua Lipa Holy tickets, Brittany. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. My daughter's going to be so excited. What a prize you just won. Yeah, Dua Lipa T-Mobile Arena on March 25th. So congratulations, Brittany. You're all set with your tickets. These Dua Lipa tickets, we'll have them all week long um, when you win heads up in the 8 o'clock hour. And the winning, we're nonstop this morning. Next hour, 940, tickets for you to go see Alanis Morissette. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning, 841 on a Monday. This is kind of a Monday stat. Do you think that divorce is contagious? Do you think that if your friends get divorced, that you are more likely to get divorced? They've actually studied this. And the study found that you are 75% more likely to get divorced if you have a close friend who is also divorced. What's more, people are 147% more likely to split if they have several divorced friends in their social network compared to people who are married and hang out with mostly married friends. Is that because maybe you have an issue, there's something going on in your marriage and you're not happy about it, and you see a friend or friends, multiple couples going through it, and you see that it's manageable, it's doable. Like, oh, if, oh, they, he was able to do it. He got through it. Okay, I, I can do this if I wanted to. Are you, is it? Are you being encouraged then because you see your friends do it? I, I'm in the opposite. I, I'm sitting here looking at my phone of all the people I've texted and interacted with over the past over the weekend. It's you. It's Steph. It's my friend Larry. My friend Greg. My my brother. My sister. Um, all married. All all in long term relationships. So I'm I'm not in a circle of divorcees right now. Yeah, most of my friends are are married, but I I mean, I could see what what I see happening is that if you're let's say one of your friend members gets your friend group members gets a divorce and then you guys start talking about, you know, what they went through and then you're hearing about some of the warning signs or whatever and then you're like, "Oh, maybe well, I'm experiencing that too." And then maybe you're like, "Oh, I didn't notice that before, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where they're not trying to convince you, but maybe hearing their stories makes you think that you could do better. 
or something like that? What What do you guys think? Did you Did you find that obviously you're not going to get a divorce because your friends tell you to or because your friends are and like, oh, well, it's the cool thing. I guess I'm going to get a divorce. But did you notice that phenomenon? They're calling it the divorce contagion where you start your someone in your group gets a divorce and then gradually some of the other people start getting divorced. Did that happen with your group of friends? 702-364-9400. And then also, do you, does that make you nervous? Like, let's say, let's say your wife, a couple of her friends are getting a divorce. And then are you kind of nervous? Like, oh no, like she's hanging out with her. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Does it make you nervous? Or are you like, oh, maybe they'll see what a great person I am that we're still married. You know what I mean? How does that work? Yeah. Would it make me nervous? Um, I'm confident in our marriage and our relationship, but you know, prior to hearing this stat, it wouldn't make me nervous. I would think that's very sad. Like, oh, this that that stinks that all your friends are, are getting divorced. What happened? Why are they getting divorced? But I would not be concerned about our marriage. I, I don't think it would be like a light bulb that goes off in my wife's head. Like, oh, wait, her husband did this. JC does this too. Maybe I should end my marriage. I'm confident enough in our relationship that hopefully we would survive all of her friends getting a divorce. And I'm, I'm trying to think of her, like her, her girlfriends, um, a couple of them are about to get married and the other ones that she hangs out on a regular basis, same thing, all kind of long-term relationships, solid marriages from what I can see. And we're not really surrounded by divorcees. Yeah. And even so, I just, I, I have a couple of girlfriends that are divorced and are actually, you know, maybe starting a new relationship here. No, you know, that's kind of up in the air, but, um, my husband's never had an issue with it. If anything, he always, I, I remember one friend in particular, this happened a few years ago, but she was going through a divorce and he, he was like, if you ever need anyone to, you know, help you with any of the things your husband did before, let me know. So <laughs> we we made a joke that he was like her, her rental husband, or he was her rental husband. So she did need something. Something broke at the house and he brought over a ladder to help her fix it. I, I can't remember because she's like, can Matt come help me with this? I can't do this. And and he did. And, and that was the joke. Like, oh, it's her rental husband's got to go over and help her out. But she's now in a new relationship, so he doesn't do that anymore. But I always thought it was cute. That is very sweet. Yeah. I, I remember when I, was eight, when I was 18, um, I just started dating this girl. She was a really sweet girl, and she was a waitress at Perkins. And it took me like the longest time to get the courage to ask her out. Finally did. We went out on a couple dates. Things were like just progressing, you know, 18-year-old boyfriend and girlfriend. And I remember my buddy going to me, dude, you don't have a girlfriend. It was the summer of 93. You don't have a girlfriend going into this summer. I'm single. Jeff is single. Andy's single. We're all single. It's going to be an amazing summer. You want to be single like us? I'm like, yeah, you're right. So ended the relationship for just stupid reasons. And that summer, I didn't meet any other girls. I'm like, this is awful. (laughs) Why did I listen to you? This is the worst summer of my life. (laughs) This uh, this text just came in. It says, I've had to stop hanging out with my single friends, unfortunately. Also learned they weren't my real friends because they didn't respect my marriage. You know, that that actually happened to me. I had a single friend and she was always inviting me out, which was great. And I would go out with her. But like, I always felt like, she was trying to set me up with guys when Nuh-uh. we were going out. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm married, right? She's like, oh, look, I think that guy likes you. You should talk to him. I'm like, are you crazy? What? I'm married. Like, why would I do that? And we had to stop hanging out. Uh, well, I just ended it because and my husband always had a bad feeling about her. He's like, I, I 
feel like she doesn't like me. I feel like she wants to set you up with someone else. I'm like, I, and I always was like, no, she does not. And then I started to see it. And I felt like she was always trying to set me up with people. It was the weirdest thing. She legit, you guys go out and mm-hmm. she legitimately says to you, Mercedes, that guy over there, I think he likes you. You should talk to him. Yeah. She's like, you should go talk to him. I'm like, why would I do that? She's like, just be not, just say, like, just see. I'm like, no, no, I will not. I will not do that. Absolutely not. And so, yeah, we ended up just, I I stopped hanging out with her after that because it was just weird. It just felt like she didn't respect the fact that I was married. It was really awkward. Yeah. And you don't want that kind of friend in your life. No. That's not good if they're they're crossing lines like that. I know. That's why we we don't hang out anymore, (laughs) JC and I. JC kept trying to. Mercedes, look at that guy over there. He's really cute. You should talk talk to him. him. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It was not you <laughs> he's, he's a hunk of mercedes <laughs> oh this guy he's giving you the eye go over and talk to him get us some free drinks <laughs> take a first spin no, we'll see what we got. that's okay <laughs> I, i'm sorry we're, it happened at radio dj school <laughs> yeah i know that's where it was that's right <laughs> we have uh don't forget the next hour there's tickets for you to see alanis morissette she'll be here in two weeks and we got your tickets at 9 40 and then up next is the hot three what do you have for us all right a lot of people say they are very self-conscious about about this item that they own. Are you the same way? We'll talk about that. Also, what was your top educational TV show that you watched as a child? And a guy calls 911, and it's one of those calls where it's like you can't busy the 911 operators. He was completely wasting their time. Wait until you hear what he called about. It's all coming up next in the Hot 3. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. A new study of vehicle owners has found that one in six of them are self-conscious about their car. And almost half feel that their car deserves more care than they currently give it. Oh, poor cars. More than a third admit they're simply embarrassed by the mess their car is in, with 41% of people believing they're terrible at getting it washed regularly, and 54% are left red-faced by all the scuffs and scrapes that they've accumulated over the years. The study also found that more than a quarter were not a fan of the color of their car, with 56% saying they only put up with it because they couldn't afford an upgrade. And more than a quarter have decided not to get a new car for fear of ruining it. But in a bid to improve their vehicle, 6 in 10 say they regularly wash their own vehicle with 38% owning a set of car cleaning items. And more than a third even admit to enjoying the process of cleaning the car. I normally wash my car like twice a week, but it's it's due to it. So it's dirty right now. So it's, if you look at it, it's 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 on the dirty side. But I, I try to get it twice a week. I feel when my car is clean and driving around, I feel I feel like a better person when I'm driving in a clean car. I like I like having a clean car, but I don't make it a priority. I really should. My husband's like you. His car always clean, always spotless. If it gets dirty immediately gets, uh, you know, we have a guy that comes out and he'll wash the cars at the house. Um, but no, I, with me, I need to be more regular about it. I just, I, I forget. Are you happy with the color? Yeah. I, I like black cars. Like that's my thing. I liked, I've driven black cars for many years. Uh, I used to have a light blue car and then once, and then I also had a maroon car. But I just like black cars for some reason. It's clean to me. What about you? Uh, yeah, mine, mine's black. I, I love the color of my car. Uh, my wife, she has a white midsize SUV. And she really wanted a white one. White, 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 white. 
and she got it. And then she noticed like everyone has a white midsize SUV. Right now, just look around if you're driving. How many white midsize SUVs do you see? They are all over the place, and now she wants a different color. She's like, the next car has got to be anything but white. Anything but white, because that's all she sees are white midsize SUVs. Well, she's part of the club now. She should feel included. Like, <laughs> Don't look at the negative side. Look at the positive side. We love to drive, and I just point them out. There you go. There's Look, there's one driving right now yeah. up Warm Springs. White midsize SUV. There it is. Also this morning, let's take a moment and thank Elmo and Mr. Rogers for helping educate us before we went to school because according to a new study, most adults who watch educational TV shows as a kid say they played an important part in helping them learn. Parents were surveyed and here are the most popular shows they watched as a kid. Number one by far was Sesame Street. 53% of parents said that that show helped them learn when they were a child. Mr. Rogers neighborhood was number two at 38% followed by reading rainbow, the magic school bus, and Schoolhouse Rock. Some of the other shows included Zoom, Arthur, The Electric Company, Bill Nye the Science Guy, and Captain Kangaroo. What's Zoom? Zoom. I, I, Zoom? I don't know. I remember Zoobly Zoo. Um, Zoom. Arthur's the dog, right? Oh uh, no, Arthur's the fist. The fist kid. The fist. Oh, hold on a second. Zoom. Nineteen ninety nine. Uh, yeah. I'm, I didn't watch Zoom. Uh, that was on PBS. 99? Yeah. Did your kids watch it? I didn't have kids in 1999. No, I mean, right, you had kids after that. So Zoom Zoom came out in 99. We're not watching it when, when we're kids because it came out after us. Uh, no, my kids, I'd never even heard of Zoom before. But I remember Arthur, you know, and, and Francine and Buster and Brian. All those guys remember Arthur. Um but you, for sure, Reading Rainbow was my was my show. That was the one I just remember watching all the time. Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus. That's the one where they drove down the body, right? Oh, is that the one we we're just talking about? That a couple yeah, ago, right? Yeah, I think okay, so. I yeah, that one. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Uh, Captain Kangaroo? No, I didn't watch that one. We had our own version in Philly. Captain Noah was his name, and he was a jerk. Oh, my gosh. He was mean. Great show. Kid show, but he was in a parade. I remember, like, I feel like he gave me the finger in a parade. Uh, wow. <laughs> that, that turn took a nasty turn. Captain Noah. I, seriously, if you grew up in the Philadelphia area, you watch Captain Noah all the time. He was a mean man. At least it was to me. What about you, Steph? You said you watched Zoom? Yes. What was that? It was like, oh, the intro was the best. They said, come on and Zoom. Come on and Zoom. They're like, These kids in like orange shirts would come out. I remember that intro. And when the pandemic hit... And Zoom, the actual web service, the thing we had to go walk, do meetings on, it was going viral on Twitter, the Zoom show. They're like, whenever I think of Zoom, I think of the TV show Zoom, and it's the kids doing the Zoom. Come on and Zoom. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, so this one, um, th- someone just texted and said, three, two, one, contact. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, b- vaguely. Is, I feel like, I feel like, did the song go, three, two, one. Contact is the secret is the song song thun, thun, thun. is that I I'm having like a weird deja vu on that one I don't remember it distinctly but it sounds familiar I'm having a deja vu of us having this conversation and you try to figure it out that's so fun it's so weird two one um this wow. this one says no Pee Wee's Playhouse gee I wonder why. <laughs> What was, I love Pee Wee's Playhouse. What was the, did you have a secret word of the day? Today's word of the day is bread. Ah! 
<laughs> and then you scream when someone uses it. Yes, I, I love that show. All right, finally this morning, an Indiana man was arrested after he repeatedly called 911 just to tell dispatchers that he was tired. Daniel Schroeder called the emergency line four times on Thursday to share his exhausting news. The mail, they say the mail caller kept calling and stating he was tired, according to the police report. It's not the first time this guy has misused the 911 system. Uh, apparently on September 11th, he called emergency officials to complain that a female relative was not following his rules whatever that was. He was originally sentenced to six months behind bars, but the judge said he would suspend the penalty if Schroeder refrained from bothering dispatchers. Well, he obviously broke that agreement the very next day and will now reportedly serve 60 days in jail. Good. I mean, you can't be tying up a 911 operator. They got to be available to take real calls. Yeah, this dude. absolutely. Or call your family members and tell them that. Don't don't call, <laughs> don't call bother the 911 people, please. Mom, I'm tired. <laughs> Mom, you're not obeying my rules. <laughs> Atlanta's more set. We got your tickets. Nine o'clock hour, nine forty. This is Olivia Rodrigo. It's Mix ninety-four point one. This is the latest from One Republic. That's called Someday. So Atlanta's more set is going to be here in concert, T-Mobile Arena. She's going to be here in less than two weeks, October second. We've got your tickets coming up this hour at nine forty. And it is time now. To be honest, be the judge here. It's called jerk or justified. And we want to know if this person is being a jerk or if there's justified. If you ever have a situation that you're involved in that you want an honest opinion on, we will not hold back and our listeners will not hold back. We will tell you the truth. You can email us your question on our website, Mix941.fm, and maybe you'll be on the next episode of Jerker Justified. <laughs> okay, this one, uh, names have been changed in this one, and let me uh, jump right into it. Hi, Mercedes and JC. I'm new to Las Vegas and recently discovered your show. I'm hooked every morning and realize I have a situation that might fit your Jerk or Justified call-in segment. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and we just bought a house together. Casey is 31. I'm 24. Casey has a five-year-old daughter, Jenny, from her previous relationship. Here's the situation. I love Jenny with all my heart. She lives with her boyfriend's ex in Riverside and will be coming for short stays. Our house has three bedrooms, a master and two small bedrooms. We are converting one of the rooms to be an office for us to work from. That leaves just one spare bedroom. Jenny was really nervous about us moving so far away, and my boyfriend has reassured her that she will still get to visit all the time and she will have her own bedroom waiting for her whenever she wants. My issue with this is that I don't want Jenny to treat the only spare bedroom as her personal bedroom. Rather, I want it to be thought of as a guest bedroom. Of course, Jenny can stay there whenever she wants to. That isn't part of the debate. I want her to feel welcome all of the time. But I don't want it to be only her room. I don't want it to be filled with her toys and clothes so nobody else feels comfortable to sleep in there. I don't think it's fair that a room is reserved for someone who is not there 90% of the time. In addition, my boyfriend and I are planning to have kids of our own. And I want to make sure that when that happens, we will have a space for them to live. I can only imagine the circus in a couple of years if we have to tell Jenny we were taking away her room to give her new sibling a room. Am I justified in not letting Casey and Jenny decorate the room? Is she a jerk? Or is she justified in this concern with over the bedroom, making it specifically for the little girl 
or keeping it as a guest room where the little girl stays. What do you think? 702-364-9400. Um, just with me personally, I feel like this is a very sensitive time for the little girl, five years old. That's, you know, very impressionable and um, probably pretty upset that her dad is leaving. On that note, perception is reality. So if you make this beautiful guest room and maybe you have her stuff in there and makes her feel comfortable, put her toys out, you know, maybe maybe you get some pictures that she would love of her dad framed of her and her dad framed and you put them all out. And that's her room. And then when she leaves, you can put the toys away and you can put the pictures away and make it your guest room. So you switch it up when she comes. I think that's a that's a good middle of the road kind of idea. I, I don't think you're a jerk, but I, yeah, I, you know, she's a kid. She's sad. Her dad's left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to make sure she feels she feels comfortable. What do you think? I, I think you're, you're, I agree with you, Mercedes. I think you're, you're justified in not wanting to make that a full-time kid's room, especially if the kid is only going to be here, as you said, 10% of the year to have all these toys and everything else hanging up. And when you've got family and friends staying in there and you don't want that, I completely understand that. But I wholeheartedly agree with you, Mercedes. How hard is it? Uh, Jenny comes to town. She puts out her toys. She, she puts up a poster or something on the wall. Like, yeah, Jenny, this is your room. She's five years old. She's not going to know when you leave that you pack everything up. And, and then when she comes back into town, put the posters back up, put her toys back out. She doesn't know the difference. She should feel like she has her own space and that she's not staying in a guest room. It should feel like her room to her, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. If I have family coming to town in our guest bedroom, I straighten it up. I put out nice towels and everything. It doesn't look that good all around. But when, when family's coming to town, I make it look nice. Do the same for Jenny. Put out her toys, make it look fancy. And then when she leaves, you take all this stuff down. Christy, what do you think? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, she's a jerk. Um, There's plenty of of people in the world that don't have children. So if if you're involved with someone who has a child, then you need to make that child feel welcome and part of the family. And if you're not willing to do that because of jealousy or whatever other reason, they don't have any children. You know, I, I, I just don't understand the justification of not making that room feel comfortable for that little girl when she does come. Like the little girl doesn't want to feel like she's staying in a hoity-toity guest room. She won't feel comfortable mm-hmm. there. It, but so what What do you think? Um, oh, we just lost her. I was going to say, I what do you think of the, um, Christy, what do you think of the compromise of letting ha- that be that little girl's room? And then when she leaves, you can put away some of the, the signs and make it a guest room. And then when she comes back, put it back up. Well, actually, what I think, I think it'd be more appropriate to make the office have like a hide a bed in it or something so that when guests stay, they can be there. But I do think the little girl needs a dedicated bedroom for her. That is That's that is an excellent idea. I didn't even think about the 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 office making that the guest room for for visitors. But let me go back to Christy then. But, but, but Christy, if they're if they're only using that room, and, and I agree, I think the girl needs to have have her you know her own space. And and I'm on the thought process of set it up when she's there. It's her room when she leaves. You can clean it up, whatever. But what's your thought process? If she's only there ten. She said ten percent of the year she's going to be there. I don't know what the situation is, but she's only going to be here ten percent of the year. Is it worth giving up a room for the rest of the year to make her feel comfortable? You can't take it down. 
It just seems very petty to me. It seems very petty to me, very small. And um, I personally, if, if it means that much to you, but I mean, what are they, running a bed and breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Christy, you're awesome. Line of the morning. That's a great point. We don't know. Yeah, how many guests are you having? Like, are you just. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time to call. We appreciate you. Terry, you've actually been the kid in this situation before. What happened to you? I have. I lived in, um, in the southwest part of the country, and my dad lived in the Baltimore area. And when I went to his house, I always had my own room. Then he gets this girlfriend, moves in with her, and that was over and done with. And I was in the guest room, and it did not feel good. I hated it. I resented her for a very long time. So if anything, this should serve as a lesson to the, the girlfriend. Like, hey, if you want this little girl to not like you and accept you. Maybe you should. Well, no kidding. You're a package deal. Your dad comes with you. Mm -hmm. Pretend you guys gave birth to that kid, and that kid gets their own room. If anything needs to change, it's the office. Put in a Murphy bed in the office and make that a a spare bedroom for your guest. That kid deserves her own room. That's a yeah, great call. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Terry, for calling. Let's talk to Angela. Angela, what do you think? So uh, I think she's a jerk. I have a 24 year old stepchild and a 22 year old stepchild, and they still have rooms. My 24-year-old lives in Japan, and my 22-year-old um, comes home 10% of the time, and they still have rooms. Like, they get their own rooms, just like when that girl has a baby. You don't treat them different. It doesn't work like that. That's, uh, th th I mean, I wish my mom kept my room when I go home. I have to sleep in my brother's room now. It's She gave my room to my sister. <laughs> Be nice to have my own space. I agree, Angela. I, uh, every single call has said jerk. Um, let's look at the text. Why can't guests sleep in a kid's decorated room? Not her fault. Her parents aren't together. Why make her seem like a transient? She has a right to her own room. And if you can't understand that, then she needs to move on from that relationship. Jerk! That's her daughter. That's his daughter. She should have a room, own room. Jerk, jerk, jerk. It should be a guest room, but a dedicated area for the daughter. Jerk! Daughter comes first. All jerks. That's all we got. I think it's a whole... Uh, you, you, you struck a chord there, Mercedes. I think it's a whole conversation. What did your room become after you moved out of your house? Because I remember my sister moved out. We converted that to a den. It was awesome. My brother moved out. My parents turned into a reading room. Uh, it's just like two chairs and a lamp. It's their reading room. And my room is like... Uh, it's like a spare bedroom, like, but all my stuff is off the walls. There's no trace of JC in my bedroom. That's probably good, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice call, Mrs. Fernandez. You gotta get rid of those playboys. <laughs> all right, coming up here at this hour, don't forget, there's tickets for you to go see Alanis Morissette. Mercedes in the mornings, what's trending? Woo! On Mix 94.1. Emmys are trending this morning. Last night was the 73rd annual and uh, primetime Emmy Awards. This year, Ted Lasso came in with 13 nominations, the most of any other show, and they did not disappoint. They ended up walking away with seven awards, including uh, for Best Actor in a Comedy, Jason Sudeikis, Hannah Waddingham, and Brett Goldstein both won in the Supporting Actress and Actor categories. And uh, the show also won for Best Comedy. Jean Smart, she won.
won the Best Actress in a Comedy for her role on Hacks. And on the drama side, you had Gillian Anderson and Tobias Menzies both won for supporting um, roles on The Crown. Lead actor and actress went to Josh O'Connor and Olivia Coleman for The Crown. And Best Drama also went to The Crown. Uh, did you catch uh, Cedric the Entertainer was the host? Did you catch the opening act? No, I didn't tune in until the very end. Towards like the, I caught like the last in and out of the last forty five minutes. Um, so they had um they had a little tribute to Bismarcky mm-hmm. and uh, you know I went to Life Is Beautiful this weekend saw some great acts I saw uh, Megan Thee Stallion put on uh, an amazing show but then another great act I saw was Rita Wilson rapping on that if you missed it just a friend do we have it here yeah uh, where am I going Steph? Uh, it says it should be just a friend opening okay here we go. <laughs> I mean, her flow was impressive. Was he in and out? Cedric doing jokes and stuff all night? Because yeah. I didn't see him once. The, the, again, I only watched in and out in the last forty-five minutes of the show. Yeah, he was in and out. He was uh, he was doing some some jokes. Some of them fell flat. Some of them were good. Uh, the part that I thought was kind of funny and so true was when Seth Rogen, he was one of the first presenters. And he was really shocked at what he saw. This is what he had to say. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. <laughs> what are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. <laughs> He's like, are we going to really put Eugene Levy in, in danger here just so we can get together? <laughs> and then, um, was Col- Did you see when Stephen Colbert won? Um, so I tuned in. Stephen Colbert won, I think, for late night talk show or talk show or something. And he's up there. And at that point, he was starting to give his speech. And Conan O'Brien was there up there with him. And I have no idea why Conan was there. But obviously, he wasn't supposed to be up there because they're kind of making jokes about it. And Conan's over the top reacting like he's been working so hard on the show. And he deserves his Emmy as well. It was hysterical. But I just have no idea how Conan ended up on stage with him. Yeah, I didn't really see that part. I did see when Conan was kind of making fun of the TV arts and sciences Uh guy, and he was kind of still in the show there, but I missed that part too. I didn't see it. It was funny, and and Colbert's like, we all work so hard on the show, and and Conan's like, not on his head, like, yep, yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) Also trending this morning is candy. It's only September, but people are already setting their sights on Halloween. The National Confectioners Association has revealed the top Halloween treats for the season, and overall, chocolate Chocolate's the top choice. 60% pick chocolate treats. 40% of people pick non-chocolate treats. After chocolate, Americans' uh, favorite Halloween treat is gummy candy, followed by candy corn. And many parents, they say that they and their kids skipped Halloween last year because of the pandemic, but they plan to make up for it this year with 82% of people and 93% of young parents saying they will be celebrating. Yeah, I'm excited for Halloween. It should be fun. Yeah, it should be good. And then finally this morning, Heinz is trending. The company is selling a ketchup packet roller. But they say we'll get every last drop of ketchup out of the packet. It's the item we didn't even know we needed. It's small enough that you can put it on your keychain. It's shaped like a ketchup bottle, and it has a little slot on the side that you feed the packet through. The roller inside then squeezes out all the ketchup. It spits the empty packet out on the other side. It's not automatic. Like, you have to do this crank thing to get it to go through. But it, it does look like it gets about 99% of all that ketchup out of there. It's also got a little tool that cuts the corner of the packet open. They're selling for 5 bucks. 
bucks, uh, $5.70 to be exact. You can get one at HeinzPacketRoller.com. But the best is when you go to a place and they have those ketchup packets that you peel back the lid and you just dip. That's, have you seen those? No. Oh yeah. Like some, some places. Oh, I just, yeah, go on. Yeah. They don't have the packets. They have the little, it's in a little bowl thing and you peel back the thing and you just dip it in there. Yes. It's perfect. You don't have to worry about any of this ketchup packet opener nonsense. The thing looks really slick. I saw like, a, like an ad for that thing and it makes it look like it's a big thing, but you said it's a tiny little thing you put on your keychain. Yeah. Squeeze that ketchup out. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, hey, if you got five bucks, why not? And that's what's trending. <laughs> Atlanta's more set. T Mobile Arena, October 2nd. That's less than two weeks away. Oh, no. Got your tickets all week long. In fact, they are coming up here just around 9 40. Let's go. Welcome back to Mercedes in the Morning. Let's go. On Mix 94.1. Hey, Brandy. Hi. You're color 20. Yeah. Woo. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. Brandy, you're all set with tickets to go see Alanis Morissette. She'll be at T-Mobile Arena on October 2nd. Plus, you're qualified for the grand prize, pre-show access to a VIP lounge and a merchandise pack. Sweet. That's going to be a great show. Garbage is also performing Liz Fair, and you are in for free. Congratulations. And we'll have more tickets all week long. We'll have them for you all week at 940, and then Heather is up next with your tickets in the 12 o'clock hour. It's 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And that is it for us on a Monday. Thank you guys for joining the show. If you missed any part of the show, you can always download the podcast, get you caught up on everything. It's free. You can do that on iTunes, wherever it is you get your podcast. We are there. And we will be back tomorrow. We'll have more tickets to see Dua Lipa. She's coming to town next year. We'll give those away in the 8 o'clock hour with Heads Up. 6 o'clock hour with Heads Up. More Magic Mike passes. And all week long your tickets to see Alanis Morissette Heather has another pair coming up in the 12 o'clock hour so stick around for that she is on the way next and right now it's time for the line of the day we had a story this morning on the most educational TV shows that we watched as a kid and Sesame Street was number one I think we should be on that list because this morning we introduced many of you to the Nelson twins they had a hit song in 1990 called love and affection We taught you that you should not wear a Metallica t-shirt to a hipster festival. I felt bad for my husband. Um, someone made fun of him on Saturday at Life is Beautiful. He was wearing a Metallica shirt. Uh-huh. We're walking through the crowds. This, this, this gay kid goes, dude, that guy's wearing a Metallica shirt. And him and his buddy started laughing. Yeah. I felt so bad for Matt. Matt, he didn't care. Yeah. He, he goes, yep. <laughs> Keep <Kept> walking. <laughs> Oh, man, but I didn't want to be seen with him after that. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I was like, hey, it, you look cool. He's like, oh, I don't care what these punk kids say. Uh, I was like, I, I looked and I could see a, t- a tear forming in his eye. He was very sad. You're like, Matt, is that uh, James Hetfield, who's the lead singer? Yeah. Is that James Hetfield? Whatever, you go running away. <laughs> well, that'll do it for show number 1485 of Mercedes in the Morning. Mercedes in the morning. Did you miss the show? You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Catch up now. Download the podcast of today's show and get updates now online at Mix941.fm. Mercedes in the morning returns tomorrow morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.